thing yeah. I really like about this mm-hmm. is, like, I recorded the Patreon yesterday, and so for the three speakers, if I got three mics plugged in, it records three separate channels. So, hmm. Wow, that's really nice. Is that what the extra plugs there for? Yeah. Oh, nice. You can use a uh, XLR, which is my cable, or you can use... Uh, an instrument cable like you know like a guitar jack in yeah, I, I only have a zoom uh, zoom hd2 mm-hmm. but i use that to record my uh death watch games sweet i have so, a friend who really likes death watch i'm, I'm trying to get a uh, campaign got a campaign block going that the day i actually get a solid crew we can always meet weekly i'd like to put it on a podcast yeah. but i'd have it's either too many constraints or you know, just not enough people to do it. Do you have anything a podcast to put it on yet? No, it was it's supposed it was my running joke to get one started. Or one day, you know, someone running says, "Hey, yo, we're, we're trying to find a new game. What can you do?" I got this right here. And there's David. I'm pretty sure that's David, at least. Uh, yeah, David. He walked me. He walked me down here. Uh, Jeff, do you need anything from me? Uh, oh yeah, do we need to give you any like prep or something for the characters? Any prep? Oh, no, well, well we, got, we got a little intro thing here. So okay. when you guys are ready, we can start it. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All right, so um, I think it's a lot easier to learn how to play uh, a game by playing it rather than having someone just tell you all the rules. So we're just going to dive right in. Sounds um, good. But there is a little bit of prep that you guys need to do. Uh, if you flip your character sheets over, um, there's descriptions of the characters. If you see one that you particularly want to play... Just hold your hand up, um, and we can make sure you get that one. Uh, or if you're happy with the one you have, that's fine. Okay. But there's little descriptions of each of them in okay. terms of personality and, and uh, their contributions to the group. Um, we'll play them or not is up to you. And then whatever character you have, their name is on the right-hand side of the character sheet and the character concept. I think the... Um, might as well go around the table, and, and if you're happy with the character you have... I want you to tell everybody your character's name and concept so they can know who it is that you're playing. And you can reference the back of the character sheet for a description of your compatriots. Sounds good. Alright. Anybody yeah. want to make a switch out? Uh, I just did. So, uh, does anyone else have a, uh, make sure I say this right, uh, Tonio? Tonio? Tonio. Yeah. Does anyone have Tonio? I don't have one. Nope. Okay. Just make sure, because I didn't want to have a double up in characters for some reason. So I have uh, Tonio, the charming swordsman. He's, been, you know, he's uh, got a mischievous streak to him. A mischievous streak. He's more of the clown of the group. But though he's a goofball, he's the, you know, considered to be the most loyal member of the group and loves his uh, crewmates dearly. Easily the best swordsman, but... It's more of a uh, source of fun than pride for him to be that good. All right. I am playing... Uh, oh, guys, I'm Toji. I'm Adam. Uh, oh, I'm Micah. <laughs> I am playing Zig. It tells me Zig and Zag's real names are Viona and Fergus, so I am Viona. I'm a female. But they have been uh, known by their nicknames for so long that they sometimes forget their own given names. Zig... Uh, is Zag are perhaps the strongest pair of explorer knights that have ever graduated from the academy. The two twins, similar in every way, they are tall, lean, and fit, with sandy hair and mesmerizing eyes. But where Zig uh, practically vibrates with energy and is unable to ever be still or silent, that works. Uh, is anybody playing Zag, by the way? I think you're playing both of them. 
I, do I play both? Of no, them? someone could be playing Zag. Okay. Oh, 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 Matt Zag's part here. Her has uh, shared a rare talent since childhood, a form of telepathy, through which they are able to communicate over almost any distance. Okay, the guild was quick to recognize his potential in developing their power and recruited a duo at a very young age. In a setting with no wireless communication, they are extremely valuable. Awesome. They're tacnet and can. But they can only communicate with one another, right? Right. Okay, so... Even, even so, one over there, one over there. That basically is just as good, yeah. yeah. Um, I am playing Walid, the arrogant blue blowhard. Uh, I'm old. I have an arcano uh, electrical rope. Uh, everybody hates me, and they probably should. Oh, my summer. Distrust me. You're the guy. You're the guy that says, "Yeah, I'm that good." What you gonna do about it, huh? None of them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Oh wait, <laughs> he's quite good with the rope and making fun of people. Uh, oh yeah, he's also got some stuff. Okay. So just that. Um, so the the description said he was like a magic user. Uh, which parts of this well, are like? I'll give you a little tour of the character sheet. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so my name is Alex, and I'll be playing Bree. Oh yeah, my name's Copper or Copernicus, whichever you like. That's the full thing. Copper is shorter and. Okay. So, Alex, who are you playing? Uh, I'm playing Bree, the gentle giant. Uh, despite the fact that I'm the biggest person in the crew, uh, I you would... be the biggest person in the kingdom, because it hasn't been proven yet, but you are massive. <laughs> uh, absolutely huge and Congrats. full of warmth and goodwill, uh, unless the... Very severely roused to anger, but it, t- it takes a lot. Wow, Alex, you're Nega Logan. You're also an extremely accomplished mechanic, like a technical person. Uh, so let's take a little tour of the character sheets. Um, down the left side of the page are your attributes. You have abilities, skills, and potential. The abilities are things that you're inherently good at. Um, the Skills are things that you've trained up in, mm-hmm. and your potential are your supernatural elemental abilities. Okay? Those are your magical powers. Forcing the issue. The, um, the, the little block up in the right hand side that says relic. Each character um, gets uh, an artifact that is either bequeathed to them by the guild or inherited from their family as an heirloom, and it uh, has unique powers that are typically intended to sort of enhance the concept of your character. When you're actually making your own characters, you will devise your own relic uh, in cooperation with the game master or the moderator to um, kind of not only enhance the personality of your character, but give you some cool things that you can play with as part of the game. Below that, um, you see a list of caches. Those are bonus circumstances under which you get a, or circumstances under which you can play a bonus card in your, in your hand. Okay. Now to prep for play, you need to sort your deck. If you look at your potential, lower left-hand corner, you'll notice that it's marked with a specific suit. That suit needs to be separated from your deck. So you'll have two decks, a larger one and a smaller one, one that is your potential deck and the other that is your play deck. Joker's in or out? One joker in your play deck, one joker just cast aside in the box because we, you won't use it. Okay. So 
separate all of our marked ones. All of your potential suits into one pile? All of your play cards into the three other suits in your play play deck. One Joker in your play deck, and then the other Joker is just set aside. Oh, check and see if I okay got my. I suspect you've probably taken the other so, Joker out of this one already. Actually, have, um, I don't know where I grabbed some of those cards. I've I've listened to the play test on this, and so I kind of have a loose idea of the. Um, yeah, I love the guys at RPPR, but they didn't really follow the rules. So this would be an experience for you guys. Yeah. So set one Joker. It looks like you've already marked this deck. That one. That one. Um, Oh wow! That Someone is a, lost one of the cards, so that Joker became that that card. So you want to keep that Joker? Oh, okay. That is a really pretty deck of cards. Oh yeah, I, I dig this. What's really this? sick? Parts. Okay, I got you. I, oh, I got should I shuffle this up? Yeah, both. Of, once you've separated them out, you can shuffle them up, and your you have two hands. One is your play hand of six cards. Okay. So draw your them potential in? hand of four cards. Okay. Oh, sounds good. So you'll draw those and you can look at those. Cool. So this is a world that is like we've got a fantasy setting, but it's also, I guess, kind of ships that can fly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'd call it fantasy. I've always struggled for the, the right way to pitch it. How, so how many of you are familiar with the setting at all? Yeah. I, 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 I heard, heard the, heard I heard the episode. Episode. From From reading the description, have you ever played the video game Bastion? I haven't. Um, Actually, it is that's phenomenal. Really, somebody pointed me in this direction because they thought it was similar. I yep, looked at it is. Um, I've been pitching it at the con. It's a hard game to, to pitch concisely, but I've been pitching it at the con. At the con is uh, Ralph Bakshi's 1979 Wizards. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Yeah. It's a great animated film. It's totally trippy, but it's really good. Um, on a, a post-apocalyptic Earth where there's like a magical realm and a brother who's a wizard and a technological realm and a brother who's basically a fascist recreation of Hitler and they have this clash. Um, so you take that movie it has a head-on collision with Disney's Treasure Planet if you've ever seen that movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then someone puts out the resulting fire with a whole bunch of Studio Ghibli um, <laughs> particularly Castle in the Sky. Yeah. So if you've got sort of those three reference points you've got a good idea for what the game sort of looks and feels like. I've got two of the three so I can It takes place in a, in, a, in a limitless sky. It's an alternate world with, with different kinds of physics. There's like an endless sky. So there are floating uh, islands everywhere. Um, the, the islands themselves and then all of the clouds and the, and the, the squalls and the fog banks and the rainstorms create an ever-deepening shadow as you go down um, until you get to the twilight frontier where it's uh, dim and shadow and then eventually you get to dark where it's, it's completely black. Is there a land down there or um, a question mark? Question mark. <laughs> there, there are uh, the children of uh, the, the kin, the, the denizens of the kingdoms in the light, uh, and there's a bunch of rival nations, and they have a loose affiliation in, in mutual defense against the children of the dark. So, uh, a race of people that live in in the dark, uh, and they are both contesting over the twilight frontier and what's left of the master's technology, long lost culture that uh, whose technology is, is actually the recovering salvage of that technology is powering the economy and the technological development of the, the current current uh, civilization. Um, you, now, play, you play explorer knights who are uh, highly trained and potentially, uh, and potentially with a capital P, super powered, um, supernaturally powered um, members of the kin. And uh, these knights have several uh, sworn obligations. 
they are explorers first and foremost, and they salvage the missing, the, the lost technology of the uh, masters and uh, bring it back to the kingdoms uh, so that it can generate technological advancement and support the economy. But it also, they also are responsible for, for um, sort of being the backbone of the defense against the children of the dark. Uh, and so there's, um, they, they play a very important sort of military role, a big naval role in the site. Um, there's a big maritime thread that runs through the game, uh, and um, it's an essential feature of, of the setting. Right. Um, you should draw six cards from your play deck, four cards from your potential deck, and if you look at your character sheet, there's kind of like a little map around the outside, if you need it, to help you organize your piles of cards, since you'll have several. Um, you can just set them down on the outside, or you can organize them how oh. you want. Oh, I see that. I'm just going to do like this, basically. I don't follow All right, I have um, little descriptions here for this particular scenario. And what I like to do is go around the table and have each person take a turn reading the paragraph. Okay, that's good. So we start here on my left. All right. I'm going to give it a go. Your boat crew is to take over as the command staff at the Downstone Gulf, a small guild outpost just over the border into the Twilight Frontier. The current cadre is being rotated home, and even though you are only interim relief, you are honored but a little surprised to be given such responsibility. Though not fresh from the academy, you are hardly ranking knights after all. Uh, garrisoning, garrisoning a fort on the frontier is a tough assignment, either way you look at it. One part boring tedium and one part anxious vigilance. The job is a draining clock to clock routine punctuated by sudden crises or military assaults. The children of the dark are a constant and imminent threat for which the garrison must always stand ready. Your orders instruct you to take the command of the EGS Reliable, and before diving for the frontier, you are to sail for Cliffside, the capital of Horizon. There, you are to take aboard a complement of freshly trained liegemen, liegemen, excuse me, as Downstone is undermanned and in urgent need of their new personnel. The journey is to serve as a sort of shakedown cruise for the recruits who, due to the ex, uh, I can't even say it works. It's the service. It's a, actually, it's a quote from um, the author of the Master and Commander book. Have you ever read any of those or seen the movies? Yep. Uh, great maritime stories of that kind of thing. But that was a quote he used frequently. Exigencies of the service. Exigencies of the service did not receive their full course of shipboard training before being posted to the fort. The journey should take no more than ten clocks, but if the wind and weather prove fair, you should be you should you could make the voyage in a, in as few as eight. The numerous uh, tumble downs in the region make navigation hazardous. And so you are advised to proceed with double watches. The latest dispatch reports no recent child encounters in the area, but you, but you are, but you are cautioned to remain alert, as they are known to hunt the skies around the forts. Upon arrival at Downstone, you are to officially relieve the current cadre, surrender the EGS reliable to their service, and assume command duties at the fort. Straightforward orders for a straightforward mission. Simple enough. But then again, when was any voyage into the twilight frontier ever simple? All right, so you uh, have been ordered to take command of the EGS Reliable. You are walking down the shorefront out onto the quay, and there bobs your ship at the end of the dock. You can see the crew has assembled for inspection, 
Uh, and the ship's master is waiting the gangplank for you. Um, let me set the stage. Okay. First impressions. Every guild vessel has a captain, and when there are no knights aboard, that role is served by the ship's master. Generally, the master and crew have been together for some time and established a working relationship. More often than not, that delicate ecology can be upset when unknown and unproven knights take command. As a result, crews often view such changes in command with something between apprehension and resentment. The crew of the EGS Reliable is no different, and as you come aboard, they glance curiously from the neat rows where they stand waiting your inspection. How do you make sure that your first impressions are good ones, and assure that if the time comes, the crew will follow your orders without hesitation? Okay, so the Explorers Guild is a rather flat leadership structure. As, as knights, um, you all defer to each other when the, when someone has more experience or a different skill set. Um, there are uh, ranks amongst the, the the knights, but the liegemen, those that that uh, garrison the forts, those that um, work uh, on the ships, uh, soldiers in general, um, are outranked by all knights. So even though this ship has a master and therefore a captain, as soon as the knight steps aboard, that that knight or any knights take precedent over his command. Right. Um, so you can imagine that there's oftentimes a little bit of sort of uh, resentment, maybe. Well, maybe. It's it's how it works. Huh. They're used to it, but there's still a getting to know you period. And it's important to make good first impressions. Okay. This is also our opportunity to um, do a little tutorial on how the game works. How okay. card? I think I have an idea. So, well, I have an idea how the system works. So, to kind of put the, uh, if you'll allow me, my uh, fine fellows and friends, let me work my magic. Okay. So I will proceed and try to charm the, you know, Present my charming boy aesthetic, and you know, you know, hey, we're all here to help. We're all here to make sure the god is done. Be a char- be a charmer, and get everybody's moods more okay. possible. So you're walking down the dock. You've all got your kid over your shoulder. You see the ship. You see the uh, the liegemen sailors waiting for inspection. Um, you can tell by the way the uh, master is. He's a, he's a stout fellow, rather rather short, graying beard. Uh, weathered complexion looked like he's been um, in the sky most of his life. He's rocking back and forth on his heels. Um, behind him stands a slim young woman with spectacles and a, and a big leisure. Uh, she's furiously writing notes and looking over the top of her book with curiosity and a little disapproval. Um, but as you come up the gangway, you decide, I got this. And you walk up the gangplank. Um, he welcomes you aboard, brother. Welcome aboard the Reliable. Uh, what are your orders? First order of business. No, I'm not a. Don't, don't refer to me just as brother. Make sure I get the name right. Antonio? Uh, Your name is Tonio. No, Tonio, okay. Uh, your orders say that the um, ship's master's name is Jenner. Jenner. So you know him as Master Jenner. Uh, and that his first mate is Miss Clee. And you're assuming that the respectable woman behind him must be Miss Clee. Clee is a great name. <laughs> also mentioned that the chief engineer is known as Sparks. Uh, I mean, it gives his name, but he's, he's called by Sparks by the crew. Uh, the quartermaster is a man by the name of Venerable, and uh, Bosun is Mr. Bood. There are probably a dozen sailors waiting um, for your inspection um, on, on the lower deck. 
can I inspect the, the sailors while he's Sure, you can walk over to the okay. sailors, look at them. They, I'm just going to kind of... As you walk aboard, they're eyeballing you from the corner of their eye, but then uh, as you as you come over, they you know, straighten up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that, that expression, towing the line, have you ever heard that expression? Yep. That's actually what this is from. There's, there's lines on the decks of old yeah. sailing ships where they would put their toes for inspection, <laughs> and they would stand stiffly for, for review. Um, so they're, they're doing that now. Okay. Uh, and what do you say to Captain or to, uh, Master General? Uh, I say to him, we're not here to cause you trouble. We're here to get the job done like any you know, like any other member in the guild would. Or oh, of course, brother. Uh, welcome aboard. Yes, no, you, it is your ship. Um, we we serve at your at your pleasure. So um, this will be a, an opportunity for us to see how the game works, mm-hmm. and we'll set up a play. So when we get to a situation that uh, that. We think it is interesting if there's a chance of failure or interesting enough to create some consequences for it, then we'll actually make a play. If it's something that you think your character should just be able to do or fits with the descriptions of your attributes, you should expect to be able to do it. If it's particularly difficult or there are potentially significant consequences, then we'll actually go through a play. So let's just, for the sake of a tutorial, uh, make a play out of this. Okay. So I... what, what uh, ability are you trying to, to use? Uh, charming boy. Charming boy. Okay, it's perfectly appropriate. You're trying to charm him. So what is it that you're saying to him that's going to be particularly charming? Uh, that's... Trying to uh, trying to play off the sense of pride, make him feel as comfortable as I feel all, at all times. Okay. Beautiful ship, nicely kept. Your crew looks smart. Wow, love that polish on that brass. Exactly. You do this kind of smile okay. thing. Your teeth you know, kind of look clean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got I got the shine. So here here's how this works. Um, you tell me what you're going to do, and if you look at your character sheet in your case, this is one of your abilities. Charming boy is at three. Yep. It's also um, a spade. So you can play up to three cards, but they have to be spades. Mm. Okay? If you don't have three cards in spades, you can play some lower number of spades. But obviously, the more spades you can play, the, the higher your score will be. Does okay. that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. So if you don't have three spades in Charming Boy, you might want to look at something else on your sheet and play it that way. Well, I do. I have a card in, in spades, but I think I can actually make it work for the okay. situation. There are... There are um, Lots of meta elements to the way the mechanics work. So one of them is is bumping the, the the interactions towards the cards that you have in your hand. So if you don't have Charming Boy, I'm just using this for an example. But let's say instead you have um, Skymanship. Uh, Skymanship is essentially your ability as a sailor, and you want to impress him with your knowledge about sailing and ingratiate your way, yourself that way. Then you can push the story in that direction. You can talk to him about sailing, you can admire his vessel, and play the cards from your hand that are um, give you a, a, a good hand in that ability, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that meta element you want to push the game around with, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you at the beginning of a play whether it's a one-card, two-card, or three-card challenge. You're just trying to charm a guy who has to follow your orders by nature of authority anyway. It's not that difficult. Um, so it's going to be a one-card challenge, okay, which fine. means I have I can play one card. Okay. You can play up to whatever you have in that ability and the red uh, suit. Yep. Okay? I also have to play in suit, but as a game master, this game is super simple to run because all I ever have to do is decide, is it a one-card, two-card, or three-card difficulty? And then just pick and then you play cards and suits. I don't have to make up NPCs. I don't have to stat out monsters. I don't have to do anything because everything in the game is determined by that one, two, or three card challenge. Right. Now, I, I might make up personalities or names for the characters, right. that kind of thing. But as far as numerically prepping for a game, 
There isn't. Any, there's no such thing. Okay, so it makes it super easy to prep for and run. You don't have to keep track of. You flip through a binder or all these different characters. You don't have to mess with any of that nonsense. Um, How does the Joker work? Joker is an automatic win. So when you play that, um, assuming that I don't also play a Joker or, or, or an opposed opponent doesn't also play a Joker, then um, you automatically win the stakes. Wow. So the next step, once you've picked out what you're going to do and kind of prepped the scene, like, hey, this is how I'm, hey, charm, 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 ting. Yep. You, um, we need to negotiate stakes. What outcome do you want out of this encounter? What do you want to happen? Now, it should be... It can easily be, I want him to follow my orders. But that that's good, and that's a success, but we can make it more interesting, right? Do you want him to follow your orders uh, in, a, in a decisive way? Do you want him to... Um, be so be so committed to following your orders that he can't think for himself, and you have to give all the instructions to the crew yourself. Or do you want him to be a strong and independent leader? Uh, do you want him to uh, do you want to actually gain? And there's mechanical things that you can put into the stakes that you can gain um, bonus cards for future plays that involve the skipper or his crew, that kind of thing. That was what I was shooting for: was to put the crew at ease so that if there was a situation that came up later, that they would only tell the skipper immediately. They would be willing to tell me first as well, and then and then proceed along. Okay, so you read, so you want to so readily charm him and and and, and the crew that uh, they trust you mm-hmm. and that they are uh, going to take your orders essentially as the master's orders and respond accordingly. Yes. Can I support him with intimidator? You can. And I'll explain how to do that here in a second. So let's say that if you win. They'll, follow, they'll trust you and follow your orders, and I will give you a one-card cash, which is a, a bonus card, for any future play that involves you giving specific orders to the crew. If they need to respond to something that you're asking them to do, they, then you'll have a bonus card in that play. Okay. That's if you win. Yeah. If you lose, the crew is going to think that you're smarmy. They're going to think you're just in great as aging yourself. They're going to think that they can only trust their skipper. And so what's going to happen is if you try and give them an order, they're going to balk. They're going to only really listen to their skipper. They won't um, neglect their duties, yeah. but they will do them slowly or they'll second guess you or they might not act as quickly as you need them to. So what I will get is a one-card challenge cache that I can use when one of you decides you need to give the, the crew some orders and they're like, well, I'm not sure I agree with that, but we'll... Okay? That's okay. fair? Yeah. Now, in this case, if you... We can go back and forth negotiating the stakes. If you want something more or if you think I'm being too harsh with the counter stakes, the, the mechanic allows us to kind of negotiate the stakes up and down. And the more you want out of the stakes, the more challenging the, the number of cards that I play. But since you're simply asking for the crew to trust you based on your authority anyway, um, it'll stay a one-card play. Okay. All right. So what we then do is we select the cards that we're going to play. Okay. Um, I am going to play mine. Um, I I don't have any caches. Sorry. Let me back up. Uh, I don't have caches like you have caches. If you look at your character sheet, I told you there's bonus cards there. If you see any um, cache that has circumstances... Such as this uh, charmer, yeah, you charmer. Can play your charmer. Okay. Um, that will give you a bonus card. Okay. Um, you can also... You have knight's cache, which is just from the uh, authority and pride that comes with having trained as a knight. You can use that cache. You can use that cache anytime. 
any circumstance, any 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 play. What the other ones are specific to the circumstance. In this case, you're being charming, so you can use charmer. But if you were trying to have a sword fight with somebody, you couldn't use charmer. Right. Not necessarily, unless nice. you can convince me there's a way that you could incorporate being charming into your sword fight. And it has to fall in the same suit? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That, that card is pulled randomly from the top of your play deck. Okay. So we'll see how that, if you want to use one of those, those caches, you can, but those, those are uh, one use per session. So if it's, if there's a number, if there's a one next to it, you've got an X next to it because of your, your heritage. Okay. Um, your, um, affinity, uh, is wind. Your, yep. your element with which you have supernatural ability. But your ancestry is not. Okay. So you are sort of an, an odd exception. It's really a, a role-playing feature in this case. Um, so your ancestry is rain. So you were essentially a wind user born to a, a, a rain lineage. You know, maybe grandpa was a, or grandma was a, was a wind user. Yeah. Or, a, sorry, a wind user. And so you've inherited that. that. So you don't have a cash for, for your potential. But if you have a, um, something called the Ancestral Cache, that's a bonus card that you can play with anything that you do with your potential. Okay. okay. Um, so do you want to use any of those caches? Uh, can I use them before? Yeah, you can only you use have them to state, You can only use one per play, and you have to state before you make the play that you're going to use it. Uh, to test out the system, yeah, I'll try it. Okay. So you got your, your card that you're playing for Charming Boy. Yep. Right? So reveal those. Okay, so you did a queen. Um, now, if you look at the bottom of the sheet under crowning, where it says queen, if you can convince me... Charisma. There you go. So this is a situation where your natural charisma is important. You get to crown that place. So take a card off the top, add it to that. Okay, so your total is now 16. I have a... Uh, so all face cards are 10s. Um, I have a 10, but ace is crowned in any circumstance. This captain doesn't really want to like give up control of his ship, even though he knows it's it's the... The expectation, um, so it's a little bit harder than than it might seem. So I'm going to crown. I've only got a 12. You already beat me, but you spent the cash. Yep. So go ahead and add um, one more card for the cash. Nicely done. You're 26. <laughs> now, uh, narratively, the gap in score between what the player makes and what the opponent makes kind of informs uh, how successful you are. Yeah. You you are a quintessential smooge. Uh, you're. you're you literally get a bright glint that the that Miss Clee has to look away from, and you see like hearts in her eyes as she looks back. Uh, she writes down a note in her book. Um, the crew seems to smile when they see this, and they realize and you realize that when Miss Clee is happy, so is the crew. So you um, gain this benefit. Go ahead and make a note of it. And if if um, I didn't have these plastic sheets on here, you'd be you'd write in like um, uh, one card cash, you know. Reaction of the crew, or, or however you want to note that. Um, but one of the essential conceits of the game is that you can build up these bonus cards through the states, now which you can then use in, in later, later parts of the game. Now, if I was going to uh, support, oh right, or how you that help. So let's go ahead. You want to you want to intimidate while he charms? Yeah, yeah uh, basically so it's, like it's the guys night. on the line just kind of. It's good night, bad really, night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Getting in their face. He's making face. himself look hurt to make my just. Right, so uh, let's assume that we haven't made our play yet. We yeah. decide that you're going to help. I'm sorry. I apologize it's all good. Don't that. worry about it. Um, so what suit do you have for Intimidator? I have hearts. <laughs> <laughs> no, diamonds. I'm sorry. Diamonds. That would have been hilarious. So if you look in, if you look in your play hand, if you have a two or a three of hearts, 
you can add that to his hand. A two or three of hearts? Right. Of so diamonds, you mean? Oh, uh, sorry, correct. You said diamonds. diamonds. Uh, yeah, I don't have a two or three of diamonds. So, um, you have to play in the suit for the thing that you're trying to help with. Okay. Now, you can still be intimidating, just not as intimidating as if you could play a card. Okay. Now, I, I have cards in that suit, but not a two. But for helping, uh, as a matter of game balance, we have to restrict it to a two or a three. We used to let it be any card. And but then, that gets then out of players control. Never right. lost. But yeah, and that's not interesting. Because players never lose. Right. Okay. Right? That makes yeah. sense. I like that. So, idea. So, but also, nobody ever used two or threes because they were too small. Yeah, and they just were placekeepers in their hands. Uh huh. Um, but now they have. A now they have a really good. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's very good. Cool. Like and if two or three would help, it's either way. Suddenly, it's like the way you look at it. Okay. So what it does is it encourages everyone around the table to contribute to an individual play. That's good. I like that a lot. I like how the worksheet. Mm-hmm. Alright, so once you've spent your cards, you draw back up. Just make a discard pile and draw back up from your play deck. If you do a magical, um, if you do something with your potential, those cards don't recover immediately because, you know, imagine that you have a, a you know, sort of a, a, a daily source of power, a, a magical battery, um, and, you, and, you, and you draw on that power. Uh, it, that recovers more slowly in terms of game time. Okay. Uh, you get Alex? Yep. Alright, does that make sense? Yep. So that was our little tutorial. So you guys come aboard, and uh, the crew seems well disposed to your presence. They set about readying the ship. Um, oh. The master casts off, uh, gives the order to cast off. Lines are brought aboard. The ship is pushed out. The sails are raised, um, and unlike maybe what you've got in your imagination of, of a, a traditional sailing vessel, remember that these are airborne craft. They don't have to have watertight hulls, so there are hatches and, and blasting cupolas. Um, there are, 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 are big gates that will open, and they can lower um, ship's boats out the bottom or uh, derricks and, and cargo cranes from, from below the ship. Instead of sails that are upright, masts go out Side like bird wings. Yeah. Uh, the hulls are, are called induction hulls, and they run on um, master's technology that draws the magical buoyancy out of the, the um, supernatural force of the wind, the ever-present wind, hence the name of the book. Uh, and uh, that gives buoyancy to the ship, but the wing-like sails are what give it motor force. The wind just caught those sails and pushes them around. So you can essentially almost hover in a way. Yeah, you can float with your sails pulled in. You just hover there bobbing, bobbing in the wind. Um, unless your uh, what's called the circuit box is destroyed, which then you become just another falling object. Mm. So there is always that risk. The circuit boxes are below the deck. They're in an armored chamber called a circuit box chamber, um, especially on warships because you don't want an errant cannonball um, <laughs> knocking it out of commission. Oh, why wouldn't you just put it right on the front where everyone can see? So there are masts vertically and out of the bottom of the hull that give guidelines out to, to the sail, so there are lookouts and crow's nests and okay. so forth. But um, as you pull away from the dock and the skipper gives orders, you stand looking over the railing, watching the retreating uh, city of high stone behind you, and uh, up on an overlooking bluff, you see the academy. So, scuffling in the dark. As the reliable sails out of the harbor and sets a downward course for horizon, you watch high stone recede behind you. The Greystone campus of the Academy, a prominent landmark on the cliff overlooking the sky. As you stare at the rock of the cliff face, you are reminded of your close assault, practical, and the old injury aches in sympathy with the memory. 
So one of the, the conceits of the uh, Upwind is that we recommend at the beginning of every session yeah. the Game Master run a little flashback to your time at the Academy. Huh. The Academy is such an important part of the... I mean, you are recruited as children, you know, nine years old, ten years old, brought there and you trained for almost nine years, almost ten years, um, to become these... Uh, Bastions of skill and, and virtue and magical prowess. Tech ninjas. Uh, essentially. Um, and so the, they have a, a tremendous influence on the people that you become. And so the idea is that through these flashbacks, you can kind of create backstory for your characters, um, as well as appreciate sort of the, the training and the challenges you went through. Each group of players um, is, a, is, as written anyway, intended to be a boat crew. You um, were uh, grouped together based on your skills as, as young trainees and then trained together all through this time. So you are closer than brothers and sisters. You are closer than family. You know everything about each other. And so the conceit is that those people sitting around the table have a long history together that you can draw on through these flashbacks. Okay. And there are some guidelines for how the flashbacks work. In fact, because you're not trained in these flashbacks, you're not as highly trained as you would, would be when the, the, the majority of the game takes place. You actually play the flashbacks with a reduced uh, hand of cards to sort of denote your um, lower scale of training. Um, we're not going to bother with that today simply because um, this is just for example. Yeah. Um, so, you are in the warrens, a seemingly endless maze of subterranean passages and chambers that riddle the bedrock under high stone and the academy. The darkness is total, and all you can hear is the strained breathing of your boat crew as you await the signal for the war game to commence. A pistol shot rings out, and you head for the objective. So, the academy, um, the ground under the academy, the ground under all of high stone, actually, the island of Verdant, um, has a, a series of almost endless and unmapped tunnels and chambers that is called the Warren. It's a leftover from the Masters of the Winds. It's a, an ancient sort of archaeological artifact. Um, but it has been co-opted by the city and by the, the academy uh, for all kinds of uses. Storage, classrooms, um, experimental space. And in this case, there's a large chamber that's been turned over to war games. Um, it, it helps separate you. It puts you guys into an environment where you can do all the destruction you want without actually destroying anything on the ground for the academy. Uh, if you've ever, if you've ever read uh, Ender's Game, yep. this is yep. the battle room. Okay. Okay. Um, this place is laid out um, with big stone barriers and obstacles and wooden walls and pits and other kind of things to make the, the uh, war games interesting and challenging. This particular event is a long-anticipated one. You've been planning for it for some time. Some of the older students, the ranking journeymen, occupy a small fortification in the middle of the tunnel. There are uh, currently eight other boat crews out there, um, and at this signal, they are all charging that um, uh, fortification. The boat crew that takes it over and holds it against not only the journeymen, but the other boat crews, the ones that accomplished this first, um, win the exercise. Not only do they win the bragging rights, but they um, also don't have to go through the remedial training and do it again. The only rule is you can't kill anybody. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. So, it's pitch black in here. The gun has just gone off. 
immediately you see showers of sparks, you hear the howl of, of uh, wind as different powers are being used, you hear shouts. Um, there's no gunfire because even the academy is not foolish enough to give a bunch of kids loaded guns when they're when they're doing this exercise. But you do hear in the distance the clash of swords. Um, how do you guys want to approach this? What are your tactics? You've been talking about this for for many clocks now as you prepare for this exercise. You knew it was coming. What do you? What is the plan that you've come up with? Uh, straight down the middle. Okay, as much as the train will allow, you want to go right up the door. I'm just going to push people out of the way. Uh, so like, not not stealthy. You want to do this all aggression. Nope. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to run straight down the middle. Uh, I'm going to come really close to the... Because I'm an asshole. So I'm going to come really close to hurting people more than I probably should. Okay. Well, there will be people ending up in the infirmary t- today. Either way, let's just, yeah. Let's just hope it's not you guys. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to run through, push people out of the way, throwing down, uh, generally bludgeoning everyone through, because I think I'm hot shit. I think okay, so not really a, a cohesive plan for the... No. As soon as the gun goes up, you're just gone. Not for me, yeah. All right, that's cool. <laughs> uh, how are you going to see all these obstacles in your way? How are you going to avoid the pits and get over the walls without being able to see? I'm going to... Do you have uh, some magical ability you want to use, or a piece of equipment that you want, uh, or do you want to ask one of your brothers to help out? You can see flashes of light in the distance. Right. But, you know, that, 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 that doesn't help it. You're running full speed <laughs> yeah. through the dark. Uh, can I use prescience? Yeah, you can guess where things are going to be. Yep. So here's how this works um, narratively. If you want to use a supernatural power narratively, you have to randomly spend a potential card from your hand. Okay. Randomly so, from my hand? So your, your potential hand, you randomly pick a card from that and discard it. And because potential doesn't come back at the same rate, you're going to be down a potential card for potentially the next couple of scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know exactly where stuff is because you are having these visions of yourself plowing into stone walls if you don't turn left here, yeah. jump there, turn right there. Um, you can hear him, see ya, and down through the darkness he goes. Yeah. All right. Um, would you guys like to do a, a cohesive plan, or are you all out for yourself? Uh, actually, I'm not going to interject here. All right, so am I allowed to... For narrative purpose, use my psychic link. Absolutely, yeah. So while he's running, we're going to assume, especially in this flashback, she's here. Yeah. She will come as an NPC on the. Oh, she's two, yeah. two sisters. No, no, it's just you're the. You're oh, the, sorry, this you're, is, you're, play, you're playing. You're playing. Okay, yeah. Zag will be with you. Yeah. All right. So what I'm going to do while he is running up there, taking the brunt of it, I'm going to try to strife and kind of go ahead. Like, can I can I actually retcon and say like I act before him and I try to sneak up there and give intelligence? By well, there is a mechanic for that. Usually, uh, because of the the narrative nature of this game, it's easy to kind of just figure out who works, who goes first, and because of, there's not. Um, Typical initiative order. You yeah. don't need to worry about that. But since he's already gone, and it sounds like he wanted to take off first, you guys can play an initiative card okay. if you want to. So here's how it works: look at your hand, your play hand, not your potential hand, okay. and you can play a card out of it. If you, the higher your card, the more likely you are to go first. But you don't get to recover that card until after the next scene. So you play the next scene a, hand, a, a card down. So if, you want, so if you really want to go first and you're willing to sacrifice a card, then you can do that. Or you can just try and convince him narratively that you want to go first. That's fine, too. But if you actually want to play an initiative card, 
there is a mechanic for that. Uh, you can go first. I don't really care. I mean, I'm going to run as quickly as I possibly can. Yeah, we'll assume you're doing what you're doing anyway. And yeah. we're going to do what's called a collective play. It's another aspect of the mechanics that you'll get to see. So if you want to be going first, you're sneaking around? Yeah. Okay, so before the gunshot then? Yeah. Okay, so you're off in the dark. And what are you, what are you using to do that? Uh, let's see. That seems like it would be a good opportunity for... My hand kind of sucks on that. Let me look my Well, you can do this narratively because I haven't asked for a play yet. So okay. you have a, an ability that, or an attribute that you want to use. I see trackless. Yeah. That seems like an appropriate one. One of the job as players is you guys are tr- need to try and convince me yeah. um, when you want to use something to stretch it over the circumstance and, 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 and just try and give me a good reason why. That's part of the, the meta fun of, of, of doing that. Yeah. Where's uh, trackless at? I'm sorry. I'm not seeing it. Right here? Oh, that's tireless. Oh, tireless. Somebody has trackless somewhere. Yeah, tireless. That's, uh, that's, pro- that's probably Zach. Oh, I'll tell you what I'll end up doing, though. It seems like I do have... Um, a, uh, I gotta either I can fast talk my way up like to the, the officials first, kind of cheat. So you're gonna be standing by the teacher, uh, or possibly before the gun goes which off. Way, I do like the idea of which way does she go. Excuse me. That's perfect. Which way does she go? One minute you're there, one minute you're not. Yeah. Right? Okay. Make sure I get the right tickets for you. I think you're also. Do you have something about speed? Okay. You're so also really fast, right? Yeah. I do have... Okay, so you guys can't answer. Uh, a little bit of bonus time. Uh, uh, Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe it could be the, the other one. Oh, okay. I never stopped. The other one's probably uh, really fast. Yeah, a couple minutes. Yeah. We'll get everybody together. But when there's that stuff okay. before going off, so, um, that's when they have to go. So basically, you get a chance to build everything up. What we're going to do is a collective play. And the way this works is I'll go around the table, and I'll, and I'll get okay. from each of you how you want to approach this. Of okay. what attribute you want to use, like and what how you're going to use it to try and, and win these stakes. Right? Um, we'll negotiate the stakes collectively. You guys, as a table, will have one stake, and as a moderator, I'll have the other. Whoever wins, that will be sort of the featured featured action. So if um, you um, go full speed ahead. And that's how you, and that ends up how, uh, you end up winning the stakes. Then you can imagine everybody is doing what they described to contribute to the success. But if this was in a movie, the, the camera would sort of follow you and feature your efforts as the sort of premier part of the play. Right. Right? So, you're, you're racing full speed ahead. Yep. You're knocking people aside. I'm assuming you're going to club people down. If they yep. get in your way, oh, yeah. jump over their backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're going to go lie steep, cheat and steal your way all the way up to the front. Yep. Okay. Um, how do you want to uh, sort of dominate the fortress when you get there? Uh, you're going to have some upperclassmen there and... and uh, with magic. With magic, okay. Yep. Um, what's magic specifically? I have rending wind. Rending, rending wind? wind. So you're yeah. just going to blast them all out of the fortress. Yep. So you're going to be making this as a potential plan. Yeah, of course. Okay. All right, and you're going to sneak around. Yeah. Um, and do reconnaissance back to... Back to Zag. Yeah. Okay, he'll tell the rest of the team. So you basically want to win the stakes by outsmarting everybody else through advanced information. Yeah. So how do you want to approach this? Well, <clears throat> charging straight through, doing reconnaissance. Do you want to work together, or do you have something planned yourself? Uh, my plan is the same as his plan, which is charging forward like the unstoppable force that I am. Okay. So it sounds like you're just all, like, all out for yourself, which is okay. That's one strategy. That's, that's one strategy. Right, so but, if, if that's the case for everybody, I'm just going to go full potential here and be as fast as light. Okay, so you're just going to turn Just everyone saying, go, 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 go. 
Okay. Okay. And what about, what attribute are you going to use? As you you said you were going to use unstoppable force. Unstoppable force. Okay, so that's also potential, okay, right? You're, you're drawing from your ore power to actually just blast your way through the crowd. Like yeah, just board. just plow through anybody that's silly enough to get in the way. So here's how this, so this works. For the listeners, we're in an open hallway, so there's a lot of crowds going by. Every, everybody uh, takes the attribute that they want to use. Mm-hmm. Check your hand for the right suit. Mm. It's potential, so you just keep it attention. You just yeah. use your potential hand if it's potential. You use your play hand if it's a skill or an ability. Pick the cards you're going to play. I'm going to say that winning this against all the other boat crews is a three-card challenge. Right? So I'm going to be playing three cards. They have to be of the same suit, but only three. Um, and I have... Um, you have several caches apiece. I also have caches. Those bonus cards for me are opposition, setting, and plot. And with this number of players, I have two of those each category. So I'm going to play an opposition card. All these other people that are also trying to take over that fortress. So you know that I'm going to be playing three, up to three cards plus my cache. Yeah. Right? And then potentially, I could even be um, playing a crowning card. But you also want to be thinking... How can you convince me if you have a crowning card to play that it applies to this situation? Kings would apply because it's martial uh, if you're being aggressive and charging ahead. Um, Jacks would apply if you're being sneaky and doing reconnaissance. Well, as I'm playing potential and playing them blind, I have no idea what I have. Oh, you don't play them blind. I'm playing them blind just for fun. Okay, that's fine. Just to add a little bit of, yeah, just to add a little bit of role-playing when I flip over. Okay, now how do I explain this? Yeah, well, explaining it is one thing. Winning or losing the stakes is another. Yeah. Okay? So now we negotiate the stakes. Uh, If you guys win, what do you want the, the result to be? If you guys take the fort... What do you want the consequences to be? Not just taking the fort, because yes, we'll assume you're successful. But do you want bragging rights? Do you want uh, a cash, a bonus cash for um, storming, storming the castle? I say rep, uh, because that's flexible. Uh, if we're those people who took the fort and screwed everybody else like that, then that's uh, really good bragging rights. So Okay, so you want some reputation. Yep. Let's say that you guys will earn uh, a nickname that will follow you not just through the rest of the academy, but out into service as the knights. And you guys can make up that nickname. And let's say that'll let's say that'll be the same for the failure also. Oh, but then I get to make up the yeah. nickname. Yeah. <laughs> so our our bragging right yeah, our bragging right is that you know, we have, you know, it's a nickname that follows us, you know, throughout the glorious, you know, the glorious and not-so-glorious moments of our uh, nightly quests. And I will also give you a one-card cash for any assault on a fortification. Yay. Given uh, that the name of this scenario is holding down the fort, you can just send out a little yeah. bit uh, I'm going to also, um, can I, so I can I spend caches on potential? Yes, you can. Okay, so but they still come out of your playback. They always, every crown card and every cash card comes out of your playback. It's suitless. It's just the okay. number that matters. Oh, so here. Okay. Yep. Got it. So I'm going to do that. Okay, so My everybody get the cards they one. want. We've negotiated the stakes. Everyone's happy with those stakes? Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm gonna. This is cool. People are showing back up from last year. Should I draw the cash card now, or I'll I'll Um, leave it face down? Yeah. Usually, the way it works is we all reveal, and then you play your cash card, uh, just for drama. 
I'm actually going to not play a cash card. I'm going to reserve that for later. I'm just going to play my three card challenge. So everybody should be revealed at the same time. Yep. All right. So if you have an ace, you can automatically crown. If you have, um, now you can only crown one card per play, and you can only play one cash per play. So in your case, you've got a king and an ace. Ace always crowns, so that's easy. But if you didn't have an ace, yeah, king. king still applies because this is a martial yeah. situation, right? You've got an ace, you can crown that. So draw a card from your okay. play deck. Go ahead and add it to that. Uh, I got an ace from ace from cash. Can I still crown that? Oh uh, no, you have to. You can only crown a card that comes from your play. The okay. cash card is just a bonus, so okay. you don't get to crown that. Yeah. Um, I get to crown because it's a king. You got an ace, so you can crown that. I've got a total of what, 27, 30. Anybody beat a 30? Yes. Yes. All right, so what's your total? Two tens, that would be 34. 34, can you beat a 34? 32 is my 32, all right. So if you are successful, meaning if you beat the moderator, what you were trying to do is successful. You bash through the, the, the waiting defenses. I mean, you come lumbering down and just the ground is shaking under you. People know who's coming. Um, no, wait, wait, I've got the door. <laughs> you drop, you drive through the, I mean, you're in your element. You're surrounded, you're an ore user. You're surrounded by, by rock, right? You, you draw this power up into you, essentially becoming a living boulder as you just crash through the crowd. You knock aside. Can't stop uh, the rock. Yeah, you knock aside the cement walls that have been built. You jump, you, you, you phase right through piles of boulders. When you get oh, up to the why fort, phase when you could Kool-Aid that? When you, that too. When you get up to the, to the fortress, you just touch it, the wall just pulls apart, and you, you step through. Um, but, given that he got a 34, um, the camera sort of pans through that cool scene. Uh, you, did you beat a 27? Okay. So you're, you're you're crashing the wall. Hello. You Who crash out of the wall, way. Turning left when you should have turned right, knock yeah. yourself silly, end up on the ground. Um, yeah. One of your buddies has to pick you up and kind of half carry, half drag you to the fortress because you can't win unless you're all there. Yeah. Um, what was your final score? Uh, Sixteen. So you're, you're. I did better than the sixteen. You're successful in scouting and you provide some information to your brother about you get you run afoul of one of the other teams uh, and then actually get up in a wrestling match with several of them, uh, which slows you down from getting. Fortress. Okay. Um, you, I, however, I was just sitting in the fortress holding the flag as you come walking. Just, you know, maybe we should have coordinated better. Yeah, the I camera mean, fans to you, and you get the fe- the feature play. So, what what is it that you do with your potential? Which potential did you use? Fast as lightning. So you just race past everybody. I like I like to think of it as this is a dark cave, right? It's kind of min- yeah, minuscule. Yeah, like sure. No, just, it was pitch black when it started. I'd like to say that all of a sudden just, I'm up there, the light is flashes, I'm sitting on the bathroom and start off with holding the flags going, oh, you're all still down there. Yeah, there's a streak of lightning as you take off, it traces your path um, past all the obstacles and into the fortress, and once you grab the flag, you send off a shower of, of sparks and lightning bolts um, and declare victory, right? So you guys have now earned uh, not only the right to name your to name your own nickname, but you also have a one card cash. Should at some point later in the scenario you need to storm a fortress, perhaps. So this would go and play discard. I've been looking at trying to figure out how to use the character sheet. So, okay, so the discard. Just put those next to the discards. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you have a separate discard for that, essentially. So if this was magical use, yeah. then it goes with your potential discards. If it's play use, it goes with your play discards. And I would flip that just so you can keep track of which files okay. which. Yeah. I, do, I do like how the, the character sheet also has a mechanic. Like, like, that's neat. That was actually the, the RPPR playtest suggested that, so I went ahead and added it. Um... All right, so you guys see how collective plays work? Yep. 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 Do I draw back up from... You draw back up your play hand unless unless it was potential that you spent. Yeah. But since this is a flashback, yeah. we come back to the current moment, you've obviously got to recover since then. So I can draw up from the flashback? Yep. Uh, that's fair. You remember that time we had in that training thing? We had to go to that fortress, and I made a lightning bolt in there, and no. it was just sitting there. And that's exactly the, the conceit of this: is to give the, the characters uh, a shared past, but also context for what's coming up in the scenario. You know, just that banner in the front board made me think about that. I mean, you <laughs> in that wall. Oh, oh don't talk about that. <laughs> I mean, you. Yeah, it was awesome. You coming through the wall, but it was a good fight. Your, na- your nose is never quite straight since that. Uh, since that I mean, we were talking about Waluigi from Mario Tennis up here. I might be projecting a little bit, but that's what I'm thinking of. Oh man, good times, good times. I say that while I'm uh, you're just scratching something on my nose. Oh. As you break through a white band of cumulus, the lookouts hail the deck, reporting a large cloud garden off the starboard bow. As you draw abreast, the second hail calls your attention to what appears to be a ship's mast, lashed vertically to the upper branches of a tree-like growth and sticking up into the sky. A tattered ensign on the improvised flagpole flaps fitfully in the breeze. You realize, perhaps without surprise, that small pennant is inverted, the universal sign for a ship in distress. So you've been sailing for a couple of clocks, headed to Horizon. The ship's crew has adapted to your presence on board, and you've actually got a nice working rapport. When the lookout reports this inverted pennant, um, cloud gardens are essentially thickets of potential plants that have their own buoyancy, and they drift around in the sky. Oftentimes, they're fairly small, not much bigger than a ship. Uh, but sometimes they can be quite large, or wind patterns can push a bunch of them together. This one is huge. It's almost an island of its own. They are buoyant enough, the big ones, that you can actually get out onto them and, and climb around on them. People will use them as, as hunting camps. Uh, scientists will put up um, their own research facilities there. Uh, oftentimes smugglers will hide things amongst them. Um, so it's the, the aerial equivalent of like a sandbar. Yes, but it's all uh, a thick mat of vegetation that you can climb down into. So it's a aerial jungle, kind of, or, or aerial forest. Um, but it's much more appropriate to describe it perhaps as a, as a thicket, because it's pretty dense. Sticking up out of the one end of this, this is once fairly large, probably three or four hundred uh, yards across, um, and roughly sort of peanut-shaped. At one end, you see this little flagpole sticking up and a tattered flag blowing in the breeze. What do you guys want to do? What is the flag? It is a pennant uh, uh, from a, what appears to be, you know, you got, who's got a spyglass? Someone's got a spyglass, I think, right? Yeah, we're on a ship. we got a spyglass. I think, you, I think you may also have uh, Uncle Fennig's long gun. Do you I have Uncle Fennig. Yeah. I can look through the scope, yeah. It's got a remarkable eyepiece on it that um, is not only a, a spyglass, but a, well, a scope, is, and it also allows you to look through the dark. Ooh, pinpoint's covered. You can see through uh, the dark, you can see through clouds, you can see through rain. It's uh, it's magical. Powerful. You each, right have, a, you each have a unique relic. Nice. 
And I think in this case, all of your relics are, are supernaturally powered or, or have some sort of arcano electrical um, features. If you um, are curious about what they are, we can we can talk about them individually. Um, so you pull up your this ridiculously long rifle. I mean, it's taller than you are. It's probably almost eight feet long. It's antique looking. The scope has all of these little dials and, and lenses on it. You put them down. You're, you're bring this thing into base relief. You can see it very clearly. It's a pennant off of a trader from Horizon. Um, it looks pretty weathered, like it's been there a long time. It is definitely inverted, which is a sign of distress, a universal sign of distress, and it's assumed almost a law of the sky that um, you know, sailors are to, yeah. to, to help out when, when others signal yeah. distress. Okay. So, so we, don't oh, should, we should pull up alongside it. The master asked for your orders. Pull up alongside it, definitely. Okay, you can... No, no, first off, beat the quarters. Okay, everyone takes position. Uh, they will treat the, you know, again, we're, this is supposed to be an easy thing. This could be a trap. Get everybody ready, just in case. The crew that's off watch comes up, they man the guns, they get to their positions with the, the rigging. Uh, several of them are out on the masts. Um, the master gives some orders, asks how close you would like to approach. Going down. Do we have a, so, do we have a smaller oops. vessel to? Yeah, you have, I have you, rope, man. You have a launch. I have magic rope. I'm going to use the magic rope. Yeah. Can I use the magic rope? Absolutely. I'm using the magic rope. You do have a launch. You can lower it out of the bottom of the ship. It holds up to 12 people comfortably. Uh, it has a small induction hull, and you can sail over there and maneuver more deftly with it. You can also use the rope. So you want to get within rope length. Yeah, rope length. All right. Uh, so your rope is about this long. Yeah. So you give it a little charge, and then it extends up to 100 feet, and it'll do whatever you want it to. It'll tie automatically. It'll stiffen, so you can turn it into a ladder if you want. So my idea was... So you guys are hovering over the, the flag. Yeah. Maybe uh, 20 feet. Okay, your shadow is, is right below you, because the light is always vertical. Um, and so you've covered the flag in a, in a ship-shaped shadow. It looks like a giant bird yeah. covering there over the... Over wow, the what's the flagpole leading to? It just, it just leads into a full ship? Well, um, if you, if you kind of lean over the side and look down, you can see the, the stern of a ship that has crashed into the cloud island. The mast is obvious. There's a broken mast that has the flag. Has obviously been tied there on purpose yeah. as a signal to passing okay. ships. Um, it looks like the vegetation has kind of grown over much yeah. of the crashed ship. So it's been, so there, it's a been while. there quite a while. All right, uh, I have a grapple gun. You can see the rent that it tore into the vegetation. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a grapple gun. I say we zip line down there and we see what's, what's in this one. I will agree to that only in the case that as soon as we disembark, however means, whether by zip line or the ship, that the ship pulls away a, a fair distance okay. and pulls off for about uh, a couple of minutes. If they hear the sounds of combat and explosions, sure, sure. they pull back in. But Well, your, your, your brother can go with the ship. Yeah. yeah. Just and, yeah, uh, if they say, hey, we need pickup. Yeah. So just right. in case, you know, we go down and all of a sudden there's an ambush and another ship. So the four of you will disembark? Yes. Yep. So the only knight remaining on board will be your brother. Okay. okay. Um, well, that'll, that'll be how we call for backup. Okay. Um, and how do you we'll want to just disembark? Do you want to just uh, zipline? Zipline? Okay. Are you using your grapple hook or are you using your arcano electric rope? Can I use the rope in the grapple hook? Sure. Grapple hook? Yeah. So um, you guys definitely find your way down to the vegetation. And now it's essentially like climbing around in trees. There's no real ground. Okay. Um, I think I played that game about the donkey, about the monkeys and donkeys, you know, just, um, 
apes climbing around the trees, eating down those uh, fire lizards and stone lizards. Man, I was really good at that game. How about you, Lot? Anyone else? I have no idea what you're talking about. The razor horns with the, fl- with the, fl- with the flying frogs. I don't waste my time with such medicine. So I'm hanging back. I'm loading my own boat. Kind of kind of of I think, I think it's good. You're going to launch the You're going to waste the time. Yeah. But I will be uh, covering, like, I just want to have the gun handy kind okay, of Okay, so you're in, a, you're in the launch as a sniper position over the island. Yeah. The bigger ship is moving off. The shadow disappears from overhead. And uh, they stand off uh, about 100 yards. Um, you guys make your way down through the rent in the vegetation, and you see almost immediately that much of the ship has been cannibalized to build a kind of like Robinson Crusoe treehouse. Um, it's, it's got sail, tattered sailcloth, it's roof, and you can see furniture has been moved in. There are crates and boxes. Um, there's a big cook pot that's been used as sort of a, a, a fire pit. Um, but it looks pretty abandoned. Anybody want to go in the ship? I, I say, my fine compatriots, we have a bit of a sticky wicket here. Let me go off the tree. Okay. Well, I don't know. You can climb by jamming. You're in the trees, so you can just make your way over to them. Or if you want to be dramatic, you can... I, I am an arrogant blowhard. I will be very dramatic. All right, I'm waiting so for every strap to trigger. Pull the charge and swing into the into the into the um, treehouse. Oh, good, thank you. Water break and caffeine. Oh uh, no, fizzy uh, water. Ah. They sent me a message. So probably after this combat, so uh, this section, okay. I'll have to go. All right, no worries. Oh, yeah. Um. Anybody going into the ship? Those two are going to the ship. Okay. I will endeavor the ship. ship with is, weapons drawn. Sure. The ship is mostly nose down, so you're walking on the walls, on the, the floor and the ceiling, or have become the walls. Uh, you can see that it's been cannibalized. You can see that anything of value, including whatever cargo this little freighter was carrying, has either been salvaged or stolen. It's uh, a quick note. Bree, I'm going in. And if you hear me screaming, it could either be A, I found people and they need a hug, or B, I found an enemy and they need to be bear hugged. Either way, I'll come get you. Appreciate it. You're going to wait outside or you're going to go in? I'll, I'll head in with him, actually. Two, two bodies are, are better than one, and I'm as good as two you people. You have trouble getting yeah. through the... the, the well, I'm one body, she's two bodies. Together we make up three <laughs> sure. bodies, and we're going to be... They're going to be outmatched. Aboard, aboard a ship, uh, you always have trouble with the low ceilings and the narrow doorways, but this is even worse now that it's on its side. Um, but you managed to kind of... Force your way inside. I bump my head fit, a couple times. Cool, eh, man? Where you right. can't fit, you just kind of pull the wreckage apart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zig, you're up uh, on Overwatch, yeah. and you hear uh, an echoing rumble, kind of a. Yeah. Just echoes through the sky. Yeah. Um, no way to pinpoint the ordinance of the locus. It seems to be coming from the far side of the cloud island, but at a, at a distance. Okay. You hear an answering echo, a slightly different voice. Yeah. Uh, and you realize that you're hearing the calls of a hemothurd. Um, oh, those are like the flying mammoths, yeah? They, um, well, more like uh, sky whales. Sky whales. Uh, giant, uh, giant, slow-moving, herbivorous, 
uh, harmless monsters uh, uh, that drift the skies of upwind. Um, they are harmless in as much as you don't interfere with them, if you don't threaten their young or otherwise harass them. Yeah. Um, it is known that hemoth hunting is a very dangerous, though lucrative job, uh, and some people are foolish enough to do it. Yeah. Um, but in general, if you leave them alone, they will leave you alone. So you can't quite see from your position where they where they are because the island is in the way. Um, but you could maneuver to, to get a look at them. I believe I will do that. Do I need to make a play on that? Or no, not yet. We'll wait till till failing is, is interesting to bother with the play. Okay. Jason, um, you might want to mention the zag of that thing. You yeah, are you alone in the skiff, or did you bring some crew to help you maneuver? I would probably ask one person. Okay, so you got a couple crew members, and they yeah. can they can work the rigging while you work the rudder. Yeah. You lift the ship, you lift the boat up, uh, and fly up over the, the island, and you can see in the distance, breaking out of the clouds, yeah. probably uh, just shy of a dozen demons heading towards the island. Um, they start nibbling on the far end, um, chewing big, giant mouthfuls of vegetation. Chewing the scenery, would you say? There's, yes. They're still several, several hundred yards away. Um, they're still several hundred yards away, and they seem to be innocuously feeding. You hear them echo once in a while. You guys can hear the noise. Um, you may recognize what it is. What is it? You don't find any survivors, you don't find any dead, you don't find any equipment inside. Hmm. You've done a full a full search of the ship. Crash, no one here, no supplies. Where Could, are, they? Uh, are there any things have fallen further into the jungle area? It's, they quite, Pinocchio. it's quite possible. They could have also been saved. Oh. Okay? Um you don't know. They could have been they could have been um, rescued some time ago. But, uh, yeah, things could definitely have fallen through. In fact, um, the bowsprit of the ship kind of pokes out the bottom of the island. Okay. Uh, shall we go still lower? I'll go lower. You go back, depending on how far those things are. I'm as fast as lightning. I can get out of here quicker than you. No argument there. Yeah. So I'll keep looking. If I don't find anything, I'll back before you know it. So you're climbing back up to the surface. <laughs> yep. You're climbing down yep. to the bow. As you do, you are stunned by this enormous shape coming up from below, and you see the largest hemoth bull you've ever seen opening its mouth to take a big bite out of the island. And it looks like it's going to plunge right through the island and just fill its maw with vegetation. Unfortunately, your position and the ship and your friends are right in its path. And you guys hear... Giant echo that actually starts to almost shake the hull of the derelict vessel. Uh, you hear the roar from below. Am I in the way of this thing too? Yeah, the whole it's, it's going to take the ship. It's going to take the, the treehouse and you guys. We're going to get Pinocchio. They definitely. Get. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to bring the ship closer for a speedy. Exit. Okay, so you start bringing the skiff down towards your friends. Yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, I guess I yell yell down uh, to you, are you okay? You you okay down there? Alright, gotta pull, yeah, you're probably, I'm probably gonna need three cards for this one because I'm about to do something a little crazy. Can I shoot wind? Seeing this creature coming, are you still on the ship or you're on the trees? 
we're probably like on the ship part of right. like the the skiff, not the skiff, the wreck. Yeah. All right. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to again use my potential fastest lightning to, to kickstart, supercharge myself up, run in these two, and jump to the little skipper where. Uh, Ziggins. Okay, now you're really fast. Um, you're gonna have to bring the ship in close because you don't have any supernatural flying or leaping. No, no, this is literally just jump. Okay. Do the super speed to not kind of jump you. good. Yeah. Jump good to fly as forward. Hopefully, picking, land. picking her up is not an it, easy task. I know. That's why I really. That's why I'm thinking this is gonna be a very difficult thing. Okay. But I'm still going to have to do it if this creature is literally flying to get us right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's no chance for the ship or the ship to get here in time. You're gonna shoot a what? I'm gonna shoot windows now. Okay. I mean, if I was. So here, here's how we'll play this. You'll be the primary. Mm-hmm. So this will be a single, it won't be a collective play. You'll be the primary. So you, your actions sort of focus the scene. Um, if you want to help by using your strength to, to uh, cling to him, to get up through the, the broken vegetation. My, my idea of what I'm actually going to do after he shoots wind in the in the whale's mouth is I'm just going to pick him up and throw him up to the launch. I mean, we, we've already proven that we don't have enormously good team cohesion, do so have, I doubt we're all doing the same thing. Do you have a, a potential card, a two or three, that you can spend to, to support with wind to help uh, him? No, but I can do my shooting it well, in the mouth of wind as an event. Yeah, it, it will be narratively, uh, right? That you're, you're providing, we'll but see. you could provide a card if you had a two or three. I don't have a two or three. You right? say we don't have you two. You have a two or three for one of your, your feats of strength. Because uh, you want to throw him up. Does there. it matter what the suit is? It, well, it would have to match the, the attribute. So which attribute would you like to use? Uh... So that would probably be unstoppable force again as my Okay, potential. so you can, if you have a two or three in your potential, you I can contribute not. that to the play? I do not. Uh, well, I, guess, uh, I suppose I could also be a, a gentle you giant. Be a gentle giant you uh, because I'm gently. using his great, my great strength, but I'm not trying to injure and, anyone and you can with it. So I have uh, a three from that. Okay. You would essentially <laughs> keep this. Secret, but we know it's a okay. two or a three. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> do you and you, do you have a, anything you want to contribute? Uh, well, I would like to contribute to the jump to the ship thing using uh, sail. My ability, my skills to sail. Sail, sail, sail your boat. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a two or a three in that suit? Do I have two, two, three colors? A two or a three? Oh, the actual, the number. Yeah, the number. Because to help um, with someone else's play, you can only contribute a two or a three. It's a matter of game balance. Mm, like that or not. Now, so narratively, you can assume you're doing that, but you could actually give him a bonus if if you um, had that card to play. You could choose to use something else if you do have a two or a three. This is one of the meta elements of the game. You want to manipulate what you're doing to match the strength of your hand. Uh, shoot. So, you never get a good ability, never, you never get a good girl down. But I'll then, buy that. I mean, I've got Okay, so you can contribute that to the kitty. Uh, now, do you want to play a cash with your with your play? Antonio, do you want to use a cash in your play? Uh, let's see here. You're using your magic, so you yep. can use your spark, spark. cash. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just looking over the... Uh, now we need to negotiate stakes. Oh, yeah. What do you want the stakes to be? 
let's see. Since this is a creature coming, uh, assuming the plan doesn't work. Well, the plan, yeah, if it so works, all of us get out scot-free. That's, yeah. that's a given, yeah. right? What else do you want out of it? That we land, uh, that we humorously land, you know, without, you know, landing upright in his position. I land, you know, snugly on the, on the main ship, just or wherever I choose to land, whether it be in the scab. Okay, so nobody gets hurt in the process, and yep. you do so with style. I do so yep. with incredible style. Okay. You impress the crew with not only your bravery facing this monster, but also with the style of plum with which you do so. Um, you get him back on the ship without injury. Um, is that sufficient? I'll say that's a two-card challenge. Okay. Uh, I say if you fail, um, all but one of you makes it back. And that one ends up stranded in the mouthful of vegetation that this creature is ripping out of the island. And we'll have to deal with that as a subsequent play. Okay. Can I retcon my move and say that my descent, excuse me, my descent will be kind of suicidal, so it may work better. I can make a better play if I use like a bullet to the head. Like a bullet to the head? Okay, I can see that. Charging into danger? Yeah. Rick, and it, it, if I'm able to complement it with potential, I could eventually use, like, shocking back. You can only ever use one attribute at a time. Oh, okay. Okay. It would be nice if we could mix them, but... Narratively, narratively you can reinforce them, but yeah. mechanically, you can only use them... In fact, narratively, you're expected to reinforce them with yeah. other attributes, but mechanically, you can only use one at a time. Okay. So, right. casual, so, so you you if you're doing this, you, you're helping him. You can only play one card, and it has to be a two or a three. Oh, I thought it was going. I thought I was going two or three on that list. Yeah, no, two or three. Here. The the number on the card. Yeah, I can't do that, any of that. Then. Okay, so narratively, you're assisting with with uh, like a bullet to the head. Yeah, you just can't give him a bonus to it. Okay, that's cool. All right, so I've got a two card play here, and I'm going. Oh, I have a crappy hand. Ah, I think we might be getting out of this one, guys. <laughs> Let's do this. I'll still play big, though. All right. Ready? Oh, just wait before you play that. Since I am using Cash's Spark, I play this with me. Mm-hmm. Ready? Holy crap. All right. So, um, not only do you... I would say that uh, it's easy to find a way to justify either, either one. one you're saving yeah. your crew, that seems to be appropriate. You're also acting with uh, strategy. strategy and authority. Um, I've got a whopping 16. You're already <laughs> at 24, 27, and then you get to crown. So 33. Uh, yeah, 33. Uh, 33. Um, twice as much. Yeah, so... You, uh, Hence why when we go flying up, as you are trying to pull in, all of a sudden, with this brilliant light above, these, you know, the two of you land upon the, you know, the dinghy, just perfectly fine as the mouth goes flying. I am right upon the nose, jump off, go spinning down, flying into the main ship, grab a, you know, grab one of the lines and sails, flip, land in front of the, the cap, you know, the captain and the crew, just, I did that all without even trying. I tell you what, people. If this was a movie, I think I would choose to, to take that scene from the deck of the ship where all your crew is watching, and they see you guys descend down to the island, and they can see this enormous monster coming up through the bottom of the, the island, and the ship going back down in to recover their, their your mates. Yeah. They're thinking, it's, you're all doomed, that they've seen the last of you, when suddenly this streak of lightning comes flying out, 
you've chucked a body up in the air, you catch another <laughs> vessel, um, and then there's this spectacular acrobatics as you all end up back on board the ship, as if it was just a, a walk in the park. Um, they were convinced you were all dead. They were terrified for you. Um, there's actually a little bit of spontaneous like cheer that goes up. <laughs> Uh, and you guys uh, now have firmly ingratiated yourself with your crew. They are, are definitely confident in your ability to lead them. Is it safe to assume that the other people got et? Or, I mean, they might, it looks like possible. they got, let's um, they got eaten or they got saved or chill, the children got them. You could, you could take their, t- their pennant and um, check in when you get in with the harbor master to see if there's been any reports of, right, right, okay. of uh, shipwreck recoveries. Now, dude, narratively, would I draw, like, fill my hand back up again? Uh, if you have spent any cards that aren't potential, yeah. you would automatically recharge those. Okay. But because we're going on to sort of a, a, a scene that takes place a couple of clocks later, you would have had time to recover your potential, and okay. so your hand should be full. And that will have to be my Okay. Well, thank you for coming by. No, this is, I, I, from what I see here, this is a great system. Uh, I kind of figured out the, the cards you get play with that. The the circle, that one would throw me off. I was going, oh, I got this. Oh, oh, this actually makes it harder because I didn't have as many cards as I thought. Because I was going to. It requires a little more strategy on your part, yeah. That was what really just made it, oh, I actually have to think about what I want to use and which ability. And it forces I, you to kind of game the system, but that's the intention. But it, but it, and the challenge part also makes it very, uh, a lot more interesting. Because that whole scene, I'm thinking, oh, man, it's going to be a three. So i got to plan around that, these actions. When you say it was two, going, well, I could probably pull back, but I might as well just play big just to like, on the sure. safe side. Make sure we get it. I mean, I could always play a joker. Yeah, and that's, and that's the scary part is you have that option to do. Um, do you have one of these? Uh, I will take one. Yeah. And you have any of these? Yes. But I'll take an Actually, can I do this? I don't know if you've got friends. Oh, I have my goal is to not take any of these home with me. So <laughs> if you want to hand them out to friends and other other people, you know that'd be great. Right. Good game with you guys. Yep. Some pleasure. Good to see you again, Adam. Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Your friend is Crane, yeah. right? Yeah, no, I, just, I saw you on the show. I'm going, hey, Crane's coming here? Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> I'll let you know. But anyway, it's a good game with you. Good game, sir. This is actually, I, this is really enjoyable. Appreciate it. Is it being kickstarted right now? Uh, October. October? Yep. I will definitely need help with that. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. Dad, Dad, I keep doing it. Actually, if you go to, um, if you want, I can put you on the emailing list so we can keep you updated. Let's do this. Um, Maybe refrain from podcasting email address. All right, we do hands are back on. We're good. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Uh, tell Noah that uh, things were done. I'm not ashamed of them. He'll understand. I understand. <laughs> Thanks for playing. We've all been to Vegas. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good game. See you, dude. All right. Keep on keeping on. So, um... You guys can play how long are you interested in going? I can I can maneuver things to control. 1225, I don't have anything to do till three. I so I'm, I'm two, good to play till two, the end. Two o'clock? Two yeah, o'clock. Two o'clock. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. What am I doing on a battery? I'm not sure what I'm looking at, so uh, it seems like a miniature from like a Warhammer game. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. I've got it, I've got it. 
beautiful. Especially with like the little tripod that everybody uses. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It looks like some kind of monster. And it's got like mandibles mm-hmm. at the front. I'm, I'm sorry to keep hitting the table. I'm, I'm cool. We, it's weird. These tables are a little funky. Welcome aboard. Putting into Cliffside Harbor was uneventful. The able crew handling the agile little reliable with skill and confidence. That confidence, any confidence actually, seems distinctly lacking, however, in the faces of the 12 new liegemen who report to the ship the next clock. Most seem anxious, and a few seem downright frightened at the prospect of their first voyage into the Twilight Frontier. It is, after all, the home of monsters. As the liegemen formally report aboard, how do you reassure them that you are not leading them down to their doom? How do you instill the confidence they need so you can rely on them when those monsters do attack? Not great at so, so when you come up, up on deck the next day, uh, sorry, the next clock, um, yeah, I've had to create an entire system of telling time mm. because there's no sun, no stars, no spinning earth, so they've had you to need create different. conventions. Yeah. Um, five bells makes a clock. A bell is about five hours. Um, yeah, it's 24. There's conversions, so... Um, not quite 24, but, but yeah. uh, it, similar enough that people can kind of understand the, the, the circadian rhythm of, of the game. Yeah. Um, so when you um, come back on deck uh, at two bells, you find uh, there is a sergeant and his dubious-looking crew of, of freshly trained liegemen waiting to come aboard, kits over shoulders, uh, rifles in, or over their backs, um, untried swords at their hips, uh, and uh, looks of consternation on their faces. What do you want to do to try and reassure them that they, they're not about to sail to their doom? Uh, I'm going to, I guess, go up to the captain and the assembled crew and very gingerly like give them a, a handshake make sure not to crush their hands uh, in my you know large granite like fist it's like a chorus of, of, of birds or something they all go as one all the heads go to look up at you as you loom over them uh, uh, so I lean over put them on, on, head, on head level wondering who's going to get it back right? <laughs> you bury his fist inside yours it's a very soft grip Okay. Uh, you've got you're, you're a mechanic. You've got mechanics hands too. So not only are you super oh, strong, sure. but like they're like very rough and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's shaking hands with the ship planks. Uh, and so I have uh, can't help but trust this face. There you go. Perfect. All right. So um, what are you going to? You shake his hand. What are you going to say to to him? Realizing that the rest of his men are the sergeant's men are listening in. Uh, Welcome aboard. I'm sure that you can talk to the crew aboard this ship. Uh, they'll assure you that this fine crew and knights that you'll be serving alongside are some of the best we've got. You hear in the background, says, holy crap, she's huge. <laughs> uh, so you, you make your pitch. Um, he makes some sort of grateful noises, still looking at his hand, hoping it's going to come back again. Um, let's make a little play out of this. Alright. What stakes would you like? Uh, I guess on a success, they'll feel, uh, comfortable, they'll settle in and mesh well with the crew who already okay. like us. So there'll be no controversy with the sailors? Because, um, you know, there's always a natural rivalry between Marines and Yep. Yeah. Okay, so no controversy there. 
and that they, just like the same way the sailors currently hold us in high regard because they've seen our daring go, yeah. the the soldiers will inherit that same regard. What's our nickname, by the way? Say that. Oh, yeah, I, vote, yeah, I vote the Castle Crashers. I like Castle that game. <laughs> That's fine, yeah. That game is fine. Yeah. I'm not sure I know what that means, but it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, the Crash Castles. It's it, pretty it's, straightforward. It's oh, the Castle Crashers. Yes. Those are the Hassle Crashers. You know, <laughs> we got a banner of Hassle House. Hassle? Castle Crashers is fine. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so you are formerly the Castle Crashers. Um... I'm going to give you, if you win, I'm going to give you specifically um, a bonus cash for any interaction you have with the Marines. So okay. anything you ask them to do, anything that they, um, anything that you are, hope to get out of them, you'll get a one-card cash. It won't be a group cash, it'll just be something that you can use because of your physical presence. Okay. And the fact that you reassured them. If you lose, they are going to... Um, have trouble gaining their, their confidence, and there will be a, a one-card challenge cash that will be, um, that I, that I can play at any time where their, um, confidence plays a role in their ability to perform. Okay. Okay. Sounds fair. Alright. I think this is, a two-card play? Two-card. For me. Two-card challenge, which means you play whatever cards to your suit and, and actually not have very so good cards what are you you're saying you can't help but trust this space yep I do and, not have very good uh, cards in this suit at all uh, oh there, there is one thing to keep in mind I forgot to mention in the beginning um, at any time you can uh, sacrifice your knight's cash just discard it for the session to um, discard and redraw one of your hands, either your play hand or your potential hand. Okay. It's a one-time Benny for players only. If you don't have any good cards and you really want a chance of having some, okay. you can just yeah. write that off. I've yeah. kind of been using a lot of the other challenges as opportunities to burn off the yeah, cards. That's, that another, thing. that's another meta element of the game. You can make plays for things that you don't really care yeah, about winning as much yeah. uh, and slough off your crap cards. And these caches are pretty much procession kind of deals. Yes. Okay. Procession or they're a story cache specifically, um, which expires and goes away once you've used Mike, it. So, so when I say that you have a one card cache for the sailors, yeah. that will go away once you've used it and will come back. Okay. So, uh, I'll tap into my, uh, sociability cache. Okay, so you're gonna use to, that? To boost my, my draw as well. Can you use multiple caches on one thing? No, just one. Okay. All right. Um, there we go. All right, so you've got a six and an eight. Yep. So you beat me. All right, sweet. Uh, but not by much. Yep. So um, there's a little bit of a mixture that results in a little bit of a mixture of intimidation, and some of them are respond to your kindness and your gentleness. Others just respond to your physical presence with by being intimidated. But the end result is the same. So you'll have your one-card cash uh, when you call on them for anything. Um, As you realize that you've intimidated some of them, I'm going to walk over. I'm going to clap you on the highest thing I can reach and say, good job. I feel ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) The sergeant goes by the name of Heller um, and uh, has 12 men under him, and they join the crew. Your ship departs uh, and heads out, descending further towards the Twilight Frontier. Your orders advise drilling the new recruits in shipboard operations as part of the journey. 
As green as they are, the liegemen are likely to be more hindrance than help in any naval crisis or combat situation. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one who drills them. Accordingly, <laughs> any training you care to provide them with associated plays could perhaps mitigate this concern. Yeah. So there are four kinds of training you can offer. Okay. You can, you have time to give them two. Two. So I'll tell you what those are, and you can decide as a as group, group okay. which ones you want to train them in, and then you can train them up. Gotcha. So you can train them in ship handling, so you can put them do, through uh, ceaseless maneuvers, um, and they can I- improve their ability to maneuver the ship. So this would be a combination of your new Marines as well as the, the crew that you uh-huh. have. You can train them up in gunnery, mm-hmm. so they can operate the ship's guns with more alacrity and accuracy. Yep, yep. Uh, you can by firing against targets that you fly out on kites. Um, you can train them up in boarding actions by doing something called a keel assault, which you did at the academy, and if you want to do that, I'll tell you what that is. Or you can train them up in something called air deployment, which is basically rapid deployment onto a, a highland or, or rapid recovery off of a highland of troops in oh, a battle situation. Got it. Okay. Uh, I said the first two because chances are uh, we're, we can deploy and exfiltrate super easy. So I think it's probably smart that we can have them as sort of a wireless unit because... Yeah. So if they're really good at that and they can do that really good yeah, if we're doing we something can, else, that's awesome. That's yeah, we could, we could utilize the uh, NPC, my brother. With that. I'm almost hungry. Mark's <laughs> water. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, All right, so I'm hearing you want to do ship handling and, and gunnery. gunnery. Yeah. All right, sounds good. So here's the deal: we'll make a play for each of these, and you can structure those however you want. You can help each other, or any of you can be the primary. Um, it should probably be based on who has the sort of best position with which to train them. Intimidator. Skills, but also who's got a good hand for it. <laughs> if you're successful, you will receive a one-card story cache that you can play if they decide that ship handling is important in the scene or gunnery is important in the scene. Okay. So we'll start with ship handling. Who wants to do that? I would imagine someone who's got skymanship or sail, sail, sail your boat or um, any other kind of technical skill. Or maybe leadership. I know some of the characters have leadership skills. I do have. I do have sell, sell, sell your boat. Okay. So I think, like, yeah. What kind of challenge would this be? I like? think training them up enough that you can get a cash. It'll be a one card challenge. If you want to forego that cash and just not have a penalty, then I would say um, a one card play. But I think, I think a two card play if you want them to come away with a with a cash. Yeah. Okay. So you want to be the feature player on that? Okay. Um, anybody want to help them out? I don't have any teams. A bit of a two or three is something that's relevant? Nothing relevant. Okay. Anybody want to help them out narratively? Uh, no. Actually, I'm going to be really obnoxious, and I'm just going to kind of sit around on the deck uh, drinking with, like, uh, I don't know if there are sunglasses in this world, but the equivalent of sunglasses is like... Oh, there's goggles. Lots of goggles. Oh, yeah, goggles. Uh, goggles on. Uh, sitting there. A few of the men kind of look up their... Take your shirt off. Yeah, yeah. tan. Yeah, although I'm spindly, even though I don't think I am. Uh, a few of the guys returning kind of look up to see you, but it's like... <laughs> not that I'm playing this, but in the cliches, I had that adaptability and socialization. Sure. You know, I, I, I'm just kind of going, don't pay attention to him. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't find his ass with both hands. All right. For, for several clocks, you grill them over and over again. Get it right, get it right. No, not this way, this way. Do it again, do it again. Perfect, do it again. Also perfect, do it again and again. Um, they are exhausted, 
But by the end of this time, they um, are currently starting to come together as a crew. So let's see just how well they come together. That's a 13 on mine. I got a 13. I've got a 14. Um, Neither one of us can crash. I'm sorry, neither one of us can crown. Were you going to play a cash? Were you planning on playing a cash? Uh, you know, I could do that, play the cash, the adaptability and socialization, okay. since I've already mentioned that. Sure. Well, now, typically, um, you have to say in advance that you're going to play those, oh, but yeah. given that you're just learning the system, and you yeah. did say that as part of your description, I'll go ahead and let you so play the cash. Pull out that hand. Yeah, pull out that hand. Right. Oh, wow. So it's really close, still. You win by, you win by a, a hair. Okay. Um, but you you still win. So uh, it takes you longer than you thought. Yeah. There. Oh, you know, uh, we forgot to negotiate the rest of the stakes. I'm sorry. That's fine. It's all good. It's the third day of Gen Con. I'm, I'm getting Everyone's dying. Yes. So, yeah, I wanted to negotiate some stakes that if you failed, one of the crew in his fatigue would actually fall overboard. As he's climbing out of the rigging, he'd miss his handhold uh. and go. And then you'd have to figure out a way to try and salvage him or deal with the fact that... The crew is now dead. Oh, well, the crew's Side. morale is now shattered. Yeah. Um, because you made him you know, yeah, work so hard. But anyway, so so um, you won the stakes nonetheless. Um, they are exhausted uh, and and ready to be done with this, but they are much better sailors as a result. So you can make note of the fact you have one uh, card cash, one story card cash uh, that you can use when the crew's ability as, as uh, sailors is called in question. Okay. Okay. I'm going to teach them gunnery. Uh, I'm going to use intimidator. Uh, so you're going to be just a drill sergeant. You're going to yell them to... to uh, I'm still dressed the exact same way. I've still got, like, a bottle of tequila in one hand. I'm just yelling, and whenever they say, I'm just going to yell at them. It's actually Baltish wine. Well, yeah, no. Uh, whatever the equivalent uh, alcoholic beverage that I should not be drinking is. I'm just going to appear like the biggest asshole. Uh, so the stakes, if I fail, will just be that they're not any better. They just hate me. So maybe give you, like, a one-card cash in, against us in any scene that I'm in. Oh, I'm going to add the fact that... Um you know, firing cannons is dangerous. Yeah. I'm going to say that there is a misfire and one of sure. the crew is killed. Okay, sure. That's fine. Okay, so if you uh, fail, you'll lose a crew. Um, but if you succeed, what do you want? Uh, if I succeed, um, I want them to be uh, good under duress. Okay. Because they have to put up with my obnoxious bullshit. <laughs> so they just get used to, to being good cannoneers, yeah. even though they're getting... Exactly. You know, they can deal with this horrible abuse. They, they can deal with a real battle. Yeah, exactly. So, they, so we're saying is they would prefer to have actual cannon fire raining down around them rather than you. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that's fair. You get a one-card cash right. anytime time that they are called to battle um, with the cannons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, in fact, I'll also use that cash in any, in any stressful situation. It doesn't have to necessarily be with the cannons, but it could be with the, either one. So just cannons or stressful situation or both. Great. Okay. Um, I'm going to add to the, to the to my stakes, however, that... Um, they are going to have a, a break in the ship's morale because of the, the death of this crew member. Yeah. And for you specifically, there's going to be a one-card cash for anything you ask them to do. Okay. Uh, sure. One-card challenge cash. Yep. I'm going to say that right now this is a two-card play. So before uh, stuff get, gets revealed, I think I'm also going to I'm going to help. And I'm going to be the, the nice cop to his uh, drill sergeant. Okay. Uh, and just, like, after the day's work, when, the, the when they've been, like, exhausted Good and abused job. all nice day, work. just, like, 
you know, kind of, yeah, just like come and provide like a little bit of moral support uh, using my my gentle giantness. Okay. There's no I in team. There's no him either. <laughs> Look, I, I know he, he gave you the. I know he's an asshole. All right, I'm, I'm sorry. Cash. Are you gonna play cash? No. I'm good. Okay. All right, so. We're both playing kings. Yep. You're gonna crown. Be, we're gonna crown because they're they're learning to fire cannons. Yeah, they feel makes pretty martial to me. Oh, nice! So uh, you win the day. Yeah. Uh, they they don't like you during the process, but afterwards <laughs> they feel proud. Yeah. And they are accomplished. So yeah. you actually have built a rapport with them that you exactly. didn't have before. So, oh, wrong pile. Uh, I will adapt to the way I treat them appropriately. Okay. <laughs> So, um, make note of the fact that you now have um, yep, both I'm a cash for ship handling mm-hmm. and a cash for either acting under stress or using the cannons. Yep. Uh, we have several caches, actually. We have one for Stormy Castles, dealing with the crew, uh, dealing with the newbies for her. Awesome. Uh, ship handling and three, or stress. Or social, obviously. So you can see how there's an intention to um, mechanize the consequences of the plays yeah. using using caches. And you can also create narrative consequences, like, well, if you're going to take an injury, there's rules for that, but that's part of the consequence, what kind of injury you're going to take, what yeah. level of injury, yeah. and then there's a random element to that. But then also um, you could say, well, I'm, I'm going to, you will lose an arm in this accident, or you will make a mortal enemy, or you will... Um, or the you will save the the, the uh, crew, but the ship will blow up. Yeah, right? you can create narrow consequences. Yeah, limited only by your imagination. Sounds good. All right. Um, you are perhaps two clocks out of Downstone Gulf and have crossed into the Twilight Frontier. Accordingly, because the farther downwind you go, the closer to the. The legend, the traditional anyway, the legendary mythic source of, of potential you are, the more access to that magical power you have. So you may add one additional card to your potential hand. So as long as you're in the in the Twilight Frontier, you you are essentially supercharged. Right. Okay. Um, if you were to proceed onward to the dark itself, you would regain you would gain uh, another additional card. Of course, once you leave the Twilight Frontier, you lose that go away. Any pretense of confident nonchalance has gone by the boards. For the new liegemen, the reliable's crew, and unites alike. The dim skies, thickening clouds, and dank chill focus the crew, and a vigilant awareness settles over the ship. When the lookout silently signals a possible vessel sighting, it almost comes as a relief, especially when he reports that it looks like one of the guilds. Okay. So as you've moved into the twilight frontier, the skies have become dim. Someone standing at the bow of the ship is just a dark silhouette to someone standing at the stern. It's hard to see other other highlands, so you've had to reduce your speed to a crawl so that you don't collide with the drifting rock. Um, seeing other vessels is more difficult still, especially because the practice of running dark um, is a common safety measure. No lights oh, on the right, deck. Right, right. You want to be really quiet. Yeah. Um, you don't want to attract the undue attention of some of the predators that live here. Mm-hmm. Because some of them are big enough to endanger a ship and certainly big enough to endanger a crew, but you also don't want to um, give away to the children of the dark patrols that you are, are present. Okay. So the lookout actually has a, a mechanism by which they you know, tug a little lever and it signals someone standing at the helm and that person walks forward and taps you on the shoulder and says, Lookout reports, vessel off the port bow. You believe it's one of ours, but he's lost 
I'm gonna walk off the the port bow and I'll go and grab. Uh, are you Zig or Zag? I'm Zig. I'm come, come grab Zig as well, uh, just to like because I know he's got the the relic the with scope. the scope. Okay. Uh, I just ask like you know what do you see? So you shoulder the rifle. Yes. Okay. You look through the scope. You adjust to the darkness, and suddenly you're looking straight out into uh, it's it's colored strange kind of swirling. Um, is more than actual sight, but yeah. you see right through the dark. You see a few highlands in the distance, um, and as you pan around, you do see a vessel. Uh, not, it's no longer off the port bow, however. It has dropped down, gone under you, and is now coming up behind. Okay. What do you say to the crew? I, gosh. The ship's moving. It seems like it's, it's coming up behind us now. It, it, it Was the lookout right? Is it one of ours? It, it has the lines of a guild vessel and it's flying a pennant that's yes. guild issue. It's, it's marked. Yeah. Do we recognize it? Um, well, you, you can't see it, but as you report this and you begin to wonder what to do, you see it turn and the broadside goes off. Huge flash of light, smoke comes rolling out, and cannonballs rain down on your vessel. It is actually attacking. Boom, oh, wow, boom, Jesus. Boom, 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 okay. boom. You hear the screams of men, the shattering of hull. Uh, people are shouting orders. The master is, is giving um, maneuver commands to those in the rigging, uh, and the gun crews are running off to the cannon. But how do you guys want to respond? I think we Star Trek this. Uh, what do they always do in Star Trek? Oh, man, we're under attack. We better send literally all of the most important people on the ship very far away uh, so that they can deal with the problem. Basically, hmm. I say we go aboard, we fight them, uh, and the ship supports from afar. Uh, if we're on board, they're not going to be able to shoot as well, uh, and we're probably more capable than most people anyway. Uh, plus, they probably, I mean, if they're actually one of our ships, they might have those night people on board, and we might be able to negotiate something. So. Our, our banners are flying easily, you see. Uh, yeah, they might, you are clearly a, a, a ship. Uh, okay. You find the colors of the guild. All right. Well, then maybe do you guys want to soften them up first and then go in? I think a two-part thing. Uh, we do have I think that these, uh, these, these soldiers we've trained uh, are well-equipped to to deal with Problems. the fires okay. of, of cannon fire. Uh, I'm going to head to the, the below decks where we keep the cannons and all the, the okay, weapons. Okay, so you go down to help the crew. To, yeah. Uh, you're basically help, the, help, gun, the gun commander. Yeah. Okay. Help, uh, you know, coordinate uh, broadsides of guns. Ready, broadsides. Yeah. <laughs> On yep. my command! Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're ready in that. Uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to try and maybe reflect uh, shots at us with rending wind. So okay. Use wind. So you're going to blast back anything that they're firing yep. trying to maybe shield us. Shoot, shoot them back at them. Yeah, okay. basically. So you go up to the idea. rail, you start waving your arms around as you draw on the force of potential, and you, you can feel the wind just form this kind of roiling mass between you and the enemy ship. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm standing on, like, the front of the ship, and, like, Just, of course, my guy's edgy, so he dresses in all black, so it's, like, building around him. <laughs> Does the captain stand yeah, in plain sight on the deck? Or, like, uh, of, 
the enemy vessel. Yeah, like is there like a, like a like a wheel like on well, the Lakeley? Traditionally, that's where the, you know the captain, if he's on watch, is there on the bridge on the poop deck. Yeah, uh, or near the helm usually. Um, but you don't know what they're doing. I mean, this seems like some kind of pirate attack or something. I mean, if it was a guild vessel, sure. But it sounds like you're scanning for officers. Yeah, I'm saying so. You've got got a route. And you want to see if you can snipe an officer? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Are there, like, humans on the other deck? Like, you can't see anything. It's okay. black to you. All you That's got is the flashes of light yeah. in the yeah. darkness. Uh, she's telling you what she's seeing. Yeah. You are seeing people. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to tell from from this distance exactly what. They don't look like knights. They're dressed in uh, dark clothing. Uh, leather. It looks like spiky armor and furs. Yeah. You see them, a whole bunch of them brandishing weapons. Yeah. Um, big, nasty-looking swords and, and strange powder guns. And you can see that many of them have potential that they're charging up. Uh, and as the ship turns, it's coming back for uh, another pass. Okay. okay. So what would you guys like to do for a play? Who's who's going to lead this one? We'll do a single play, and some of you can help. So I, I think I'll lead the, the starting bit, which is softening up mm-hmm. them up with cannon fire. Okay. Uh, and I'll say, if we win, we, we disable their guns. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, where like we've we've damaged them enough that like their their gun ports are just they like maybe like one cannon still works, but it's it's an utterly insignificant. Yeah. So, so you can choose to resolve the entire encounter, like have the ship yeah. subdued, ah. or you can incrementally say I want to you know soften them up to make like a bonus for the next thing that you try to do. If that's it, it, uh, yeah, I, I want to soften them up. So, can we soften them up for our narrative thing? So, I want to be able to board ah. essentially. Okay. So, soften them up so we can move in and board. Okay, that's my idea. Uh, yeah. So, like, not sink the ship, but right. like disable it. Right. So, you want to make it not no longer a threat to your ship. Yeah. And uh, but also make it boardable, yep. right? So, you want to take out uh, all the uh, amassed borders that they that you see on this. Yeah. She sees on the rail. Okay. Um. So you want to soften them up, you want to disable their guns, and uh, make it easier to work. Yep. Sound fair? Sounds fair. Um, if you fail, um, I'm going to say that their second broadside kills a crewman, causes one of you guys a um, serious injury, and they disappear into the haze. They disappear into the dimness. Sounds fair. That's good. When they realize that they're fighting some knights. Okay? Um, and I feel like that is a three-card challenge because you're... Well, it's a two-card challenge because you're not subduing the ship. If you want to subdue the ship, it would be a three-card challenge, but because you're just trying to soften them up, it make it a two-card challenge. Okay. And I'm going to play an opposition cash. Okay. You want to play any caches? No, I'm good. No, no, play uh we've got a crap load of caches. Oh, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the, 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 the crew gunning challenge. Okay. Cash. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the king I flipped, so, so, so the, it doesn't... Does, does it, you can't crown it. But you can crown the jack. Well, yeah. if you can convince me that so, using cannons in a, in a toe-to-toe straight-up fight... So is, even though I'm a nice guy uh-huh. and I hate yelling at people, nice I'm, I'm going to nice try... Girl. Nice gal. Uh, I'm gonna try to channel my asshole friend here and wallet <laughs> and and, yell, and yell at them as if I were a, a horrible person. You've been watching. Okay, so you're so um, how are you using 
any of your abilities to do that. Threat of arm. So this is still machine speak to me. Like I'm still saying, you know, three, you know. Are you using, steady, using, are you using machines or are you using can't? Machines. Okay. Okay. machines. Okay. So I'm, I'm still, you know, like I'm helping them. Right, but I'm, narratively you have to convince me. Um, you're trying to narratively convince me that this applies. And right now yep. I'm not buying it. Okay. Unless you have a way to justify it. Like if you have a... If you can do impersonations of him, or if you have already been making fun of him with the crew, like, or and, and really you're doing it as a joke. Kind oh, of I really likely. I, um, I really like that the, uh, that idea that I I give a <laughs> I give a, a, a wallet impression, okay, uh, as if you were standing over them, but they all know it's in. Then good let's fun. make a luck draw. Since you don't have any any um, um, actual talents on your sheet about doing impressions. I'm going to go ahead and show you another mechanic. You can right. do what's called a luck draw. You just take the top card off your deck and you compare it, and, and it's a way to determine things that are more interesting to be determined uh, not by, by yeah. skill, but right. just by luck. Right. Cool. Not by skill so much as you me just All saying. Right. I guess so, my impression. I guess your impression, impression is not good. good. So I'm going to say that that jack doesn't apply. Okay. Okay. Cool. And what happens to this card that I flipped over? Uh, just goes to this card. Okay. Um, so I'm going to. This is my. Uh, Cash card. I said I was going to do opposition cash, but I played a jack, and these guys are using a subterfuge of using one of your own yep. chips against you. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I think that applies. Yep. So I've got 20, 33. 33? Ah, I only have 31. Mm. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. Wait, hang on, hang on. It's too late. You're going to play. That's true. Okay. Right? Yep. Um, the, and once, once the stakes have been determined and won, that's yep. where this narrative goes. So. Second broadside goes off. You guys fire yours. There's a haze of cloud and smoke. When the smoke clears, you see all this damage to your deck. You see blood smeared across in the body of one of the crew members. Um, you've lost sight of the ship. It's it's probably hawked down in, deeper into the frontier. Um, and you guys are left to pick up the pieces of morale and um, and damage that have been done to the vessel. Okay. okay. Do you have tracking? Tireless. No. Also, it's a boat. It's pretty hard to, to track a yeah, the yeah, boat. There's supernatural ways to, to do it. A lot of the characters have ways that they could could convince me that they could track supernaturally. Are these precious to track them? Uh, possibly. <sighs> okay. Um, I want to use prescience to track them uh, in part to attempt to rally morale. Like, hey, we can still get these guys. Uh, so, and find out what was going on. We do have our sailing cash still yeah. available, too. That's what I was going to yep. So, um, in fact, I'm not even going to ask you to make a play. You can just do this narratively. Go okay. ahead and spend a, a potential okay. card, since it's a magical ability, and you want to do that randomly. Oh, oh, oh sorry, yeah. randomly. Right. Uh, potential is difficult to control, and uh, rather than shed your lowest cards every time you do it narratively, there's a chance you're going to lose your... your yeah, like I lost the ace in the beginning yeah. of the game. We go again. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Um, oh, I don't draw. Right. You get these flashes, uh, uh, sort of um, sudden images in your head that are uh, like the after images from an explosion. There uh, are scenes of a of a highland in, in the dim light. There's another scene of a of a fortress and a small uh, harbor. There's um, fighting. And the the ship that you just saw um, is taken over. Um, oh, so these by the guys from the. So, but that's all you get. Uh -huh. Okay, so I don't know where they are though. 
well, you don't know where they might be this moment. But um, uh, they're but probably they're, they're going to a, a port of they're, some they're sort. They're near a small fortress Perhaps somewhere in the area. Near this fortress. Perhaps. Is, it, is, it, is it this one? Is it this fortress? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, I guess we head on. Uh, do we have like a map? There are navigational charts, but because the islands drift slowly and eternally, not those come reliable, out. Those get yeah. out of out of sync pretty quickly. They do rotate and move in patterns that allow you to kind of navigate from one cluster to another pretty reliably. Right, right. But because there's no magnetic field, uh, there has to be a whole system of navigation in the 3D world. And the way that works is uh, these things called spirometers. Uh, Or elementalists will enchant stone to make lodestones, Mm -hmm. and then they will machine individual compass needles out of those lodestones. And then distribute needles from that lodestone amongst the fleet. Oh, so you have one thing always pointed at one place. So whenever you want to go somewhere, you go to your collection of needles, you get that needle, you put it in right. the compass, and it leads you. That's cool. That but they cool. have a limited range. So usually you have to go from waypoint to waypoint to get somewhere. And if you're exploring uncharted sky, you can get out of range of anything. So you have to leave a boat or some people on a highland with a lodestone, a navigational lodestone, so you can navigate away and find your way back and yeah. travel to where right. you're Okay. That's a shitty job. <laughs> sit, sit floating in the empty sky, especially if it's in the dark, yeah. waiting for your vessel to come back when there's a chance it won't. Uh, yep, that yeah. is a bad job. All right, well, I guess we just head on to the fourth then if we don't really have a... So these spirometers, is called, you can follow these, and, and a good navigator can tell by the behavior of the needle how close you're getting to the target, and they start to do things called pit and and dance and vibrate so they'll as you closer you get the stiffer they become and the easier it is to tell right, right okay so you're you're less than a clock away from the fortress the titular from downstone yes um, and uh, I'm curious how you'd like to approach the island especially considering what you may have learned from your visions uh, we have boats yeah you have a boat a boat a 12 man launch 12 man launch uh, I say we bring that in real quiet like we keep the ship sort of out and far away uh, with me or home so I can communicate to a brother uh, oh also hang on uh, since we failed doesn't somebody get injured oh yeah the, the, well, there was the guy oh thank you I knew I forgot some mechanical thing I want to share with you ah. so the crew member was killed let's let's. I'm sorry I'm getting ahead of myself no let's cool. back up it's three days in I yep. know I'm sorry guys let's um Let's play through this. So this is the scene in slow motion after the battle. The smoke is gone. You guys are wandering around. The, you know, it's gone into slow mo. You're trying to help the injured up. Uh, some of the some of the guys are doing first aid on each other. There are people sitting, so shell shocked, just staring at the blood on the deck. There's a body missing a, a limb or two. Um, you now have a crew that has been bloodied. It's lost one of its own. Um, you've just succeeded in kind of building into a coherent unit, and now old Pete is dead. Young Pete um, is is despondent. They're not Pete actually dead. related. They're just old Pete and new Pete. <laughs> Pete is dead. Long live Pete. We had to differentiate the Pete somehow. Well, yeah, absolutely. And now there's Pete, just Pete. New Pete is actually older than old Pete. It's just he came on later, uh, so, so it's, new it's a little bit confusing. It's very... Well, now it's, now it's not connected. Now, <laughs> now, 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 now it's only Pete. <laughs> now it's only Pete. <laughs> But he's, he's sitting bowed over the body crying. Um, uh, and one of you has also suffered a serious injury. I'll take it. Um, here's how it works. Uh, there are three kinds of injuries that you can take. Uh, minor, serious, and mortal. If it's part of the stakes to take one of those injuries, and we've agreed upon it, when, when you lose the stakes, you draw a card, 
from your deck. Yep. This is oh, you are so lucky. So this is <laughs> this is a serious wound. If it's a minor wound, you divide that card by three uh-huh. and take that number of wounds. Okay. If it's a serious wound, you divide it by two and take that okay. number of wounds. So I have one. So wound. You take one, and if it's a mortal wound, you just take that number of wounds. Wow. Now that's tough. <laughs> when you mortal take a wound, bad. you lose a card from your play hand. Do I choose? No, it's just randomly shucked from your play hand. Okay. Now any kind of penalty, including. Or including the potential? No, just the play hand. Just the play hand, okay. Your potential hand cannot exceed your play hand. Right. But in this case, you've only taken one card. So it doesn't matter. Oh, I see. Yeah, so somebody take a card. So discard that card. Um, And then you play, until you heal up, you play a card down. Now, if you had any, if say you took a a mortal wound and drew a 10, Mm You'd be dead. I would be dead. When you drop to zero, you drop to zero. Oh, that's very intuitive. I like that. Um, Other things can cause penalties. Say you're drunk. Maybe I'll give you a one or two card penalty to your hand because you're drunk. Maybe you've been up for three clocks in a row and you're totally fatigued. There's some guidelines on how to give hand penalties. You can see mechanically you're not as capable when your hand size goes down. Right? Yep. So if you took a serious wound and drew a ten... Then you would lose five cards from your play hand, and you're walking wounded. You've got one card. Mm-hmm. It might be a joker, <laughs> yeah, and you could do something great, but generally it's going to be a poor card, and you're going to have trouble. Yep. Yeah, and, 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 you're, and you're also constrained by what you can do because exactly. you, you've only got one. Yeah, exactly. it makes sense because you're. You've it's been the same in Private Ryan with the gun. Yeah, you've been clobbered, right? Yeah. And there's lots of there's different ways to heal, but in this case, you've only lost one card, so yep. it's not that big a deal. But that's another mechanic for you. It's, Wow, so if I had gotten a 10 for this, would I have... You would have taken five cards, and you'd be down to one card in your play hand, wow, and yeah. one card in your potential hand, because it can't exceed Ooh, the number of cards. But, you know, you're laying in a hospital bed, yeah. clinging to life. Right? Yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. right. Wow, okay. That's, that's slick. I like that. I, I do like that, yeah. And I also like how with mortal wounds, like, you're dead 90% of the time. Well, if, if, uh, if someone has rain magic, they can use it to heal. If they've got a healing, if they've written up a healing stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, that that can be covered really quickly, supernaturally. Okay. All right. Um, so we sail on, and the navigator reports quite quietly. According to the spirometer, we're very close. Only a few hundred yards from the lodestone. So I would say that the island is just off through there. Okay. The dimness makes it. I mean, maybe you can see with your rifle, you can see the outline of the yeah. island. Um, maybe you catch a glimpse of it once in a while through the haze. Um, how do you want to approach? I mean, definitely yeah, this, quietly as we this can. This is going to be new for us. Let's not just run into the hip. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's try subterfuge. Not subterfuge. Let's try to stealth it. So... With my scope, can I see the least <laughs> element of this? Well, you can see the you can see the island. Uh, it's not very big. Um, it's shaped like a fat crescent. Okay. Uh, there's a little dimple out of one end where they've made a natural kind of harbor, and then the fortress is sitting there. It's a it's a small four story rectangular blockhouse. Uh, there are uh, cannons on the on the roof in the in the battlements. Um, there's a few outbuildings. And then a path that goes down to a couple of stone docks that are cut into the side of the island. There's a couple of launches there, but no actual ship. This this fortress is supposed to have two ships roughly the size of yours. Um, you see no movement. You see no lights. Uh, there's no one manning the cannons. It it does look suspiciously abandoned. 
you mentioned that there was a port. Dock area. Okay. Are there any ships currently docked? Just a couple of there's a couple of launches that you can see on the ground. You can actually your ships are designed to just land if you want them to. But it's a lot more convenient to have a dock space for them. But you could land on the island itself. Okay. As long as you don't go too far inland. If you go too far inland, you lose the wind and it just settles out on the ground. So we couldn't, we're gonna have to, we couldn't drop down onto the top of where the cannons are. We this is a wind. small enough island, so the islands uh, have wind no, ships, okay. and the wind carries the magic that buoys you. So if the island's big enough, if you fly inland, you lose magic until you just settle out on the ground. You can land on the margins of the islands. This island's small enough that you could actually fly into the interior of it. Um, and if you wanted to, you could lower somebody down onto the top of the fortress. You could also go under it, and from behind. Um, there's, according, yeah, there's all, all kinds of options. Um, you could do a scouting mission. You could, um, nobody on the crew has been here before, so you can't give you intel of, the, of what the fortress is like, but um, you could maybe send in a spy to figure that out. Yeah. You can try and capture somebody and interrogate them. Here's what I think we do. Um, so probably we're going to have to... Did we see the ships in the harbor? You said no. There's no ships. There's, 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 there's supposed to be two. Okay. You're guessing you've probably encountered one of them. One already. of them, yeah. Okay, so we're not going to take that ship in a close-up flight. So I think this is where, as you said, we attempt to sub to. <laughs> um... I think what we do is we get the launch, we get our little group, we go in, we have the ship stay off, have it hide, our ship stay, stay off and hide. We go in, we seize what we can, but we don't make that obvious, and we wait for the ships to come back from plundering, and we ambush them. Uh, and then once they've docked and we're able to ambush them, we get them sort of in a vice, so they're in, and we have our ship come in and just pummel them from the top, or we hit them on the ground. Okay, so phase one is taking the fort. Phase yeah, one so, is so phase, well, phase one. No, phase one. Phase is, one is we go down in a launch, all stealthy like. Yeah, and, and we, we, we investigate the exactly. Exactly. Okay. And so, well, so I want to get there. Depending, depending on what we find. B is ambushing. But no, no. Step, yeah. But step one, right. part A is step one is we go down yeah. all quiet like and figure out what the situation yeah. on the ground. Right, Are so you sneaky? Not particular in a way that's like, which way does she go? I do have that. Okay, so that's good. So you are sneaky, essentially. Ask me if I'm sneaky. You're not. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Although I am a very talented man, I know of a great deal more than you fools, I will confess I'm not versed in subtlety. So I had no idea. <laughs> so we'll leave the initial scouting up to you. Okay, so you're going alone? Um, are you going to go in with... Well, I think well, we're all going down in the same launch. Yeah. Launch, basically like a forward team. So, so like 12, we're so going to get... So I'm going to and uh, Zag stay aboard the vessel. Yeah. You yep. said you wanted a bike. In, yeah, in right? case the ship comes back like while we're docked. Yeah. So, so they're giving gonna, us overwatch. Three of you are going to go down to the island. Um, two questions. Are you going to take any crew with yes, you? Yes, we need crew. How many? Uh, I want to take those Marines, actually. All 12 of them? Uh, are they all still alive? Uh, one of them was killed. Okay, so we'll take one of them. We'll, we'll take the Marines. Okay, and, so uh, 11 Marines. Can I give them like a short rallying speech beforehand? Like, sure. you've lost one. This is your chance for revenge. You know, stay, uh, stay quiet. Stay up. If you keep your cool, you get rid of them. Still look very leery. A okay. couple of them look like they're ready to rip some veins out with their teeth. Okay, good. The good. rest just look like they're resigned to the to the task. Good stuff. Balances it. Okay. That's how that um, works. Are you? How are you going to get down to the island? Uh, launch. 
Okay, you can take a box. Yeah. Yeah. Or we can zip line. Do you want to zip line? Well, it's I, too far to zip I figure line. we'll do it in stages. Like we, you can, we go. If you go in the launch, you can come from. You can keep yeah. the ship out of sight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we keep the ship hidden in the dark. We take the launch out, and then we use a rope to drop down. And then, we, and then from the launch, we have the the rope drop down, and you can shimmy down, explore the ground, make sure it's safe for the rest of us could to we, come out of the launch. Could we zip line from the launch? Sounds good to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I want a zip line at every chance never get I get. Zip line. Yeah, because like I'm uh, the rope isn't going to be like. What do you do? Uh, I have I, my rope. <laughs> I would like to um, argue though that maybe also, zip we should cool. reduce quiet, the uh, marine troop by a few because we need somebody like sailors with the launch. Oh yeah. To like, I'm the only one. If I die. Like you guys people, just, people should be able to pilot the launch back. Yes. yes. Well, you can put 12 people comfortably in the launch. It's designed okay. for 12 people. So maybe, you maybe can nine Marines and three sailors. You can cram a few more in there, but there'll be some challenge. Well, so maybe nine Marines and three sailors. Yeah. Three sailors and we mean, the we're, we're part of that number. Too. Well, when you can oh, cram sure. in, then you're getting out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you just can't do any fancy maneuvering with that many people. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fine. And we yeah. leave a couple Marines on board in case they need to do any boarding okay. actions or anything. Um, so, you, where do you want the launch to go? You deploy it through the... Through the bottom of the hull, yep. everyone loads up. Yep. The, the wings are, are set, and the boat drops into the haze. I think we want to take a look at the fortress itself. Yeah, let's start with the fortress. So I think we, we said swing wide though and come up behind the fortress from the island good. side. Yeah. So you make a, an ever tightening circle until you can see what you want to see. As I described before, it's a block fortress, block house sitting um, near the edge of the island. Yeah. The rest of the island is dank and covered in various kinds of potential plants, um, little scrub forest kind of thing. Um, the More concealment than cover? Yeah, it wouldn't be very good cover, but it would be good concealment. Okay. Where are the cannons? Places. Um, the cannons are there. Are on, on the fort? On the fort. Okay. Yeah. Is there, um, there's no concealment on the cannons? Nope. Okay. Uh, they're in the battlements on the roof. Uh, and is the port closer to the undergrowth or the fort? The fort. Okay. That's what it looks like from above the island. So now if I was going to use cards to represent it, so fort would be here, or oh my days, the fort. So fort would be here, undergrowth would be here, and then fort would be well, like the undergrowth, there. So the area around the fort is somewhat cleared. There's some outbuildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some the undergrowth is just like everything the outside of all of Yeah, them. that's that's what I was yeah. saying. So like that half is that, fort is here, yeah. clear there, fort there. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. So I say we approach from back here. We use the rope to go up the back of the thing. Yeah. Essentially. Because cover good. Not be seen good. <laughs> Okay, so you launch, you land the launch somewhere? Yeah. Okay. So you put it down in any undergrowth, do you, you get out? Uh, you, who's staying with the launch and who's... I think we're all staying with the launch at the moment while uh, Zag goes yeah. to uh, scout ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can do a, like a deal thing for scouting the whole place, essentially. Yeah. Because we can do big chunks. It, would that sure, work? Absolutely. So we have intel and everything. Uh, and then I guess if we fail, they see us and sure. So, so what do you want the uh, stakes of this of this uh, of this uh, scouting mission to be? So you're saying one, two, three card challenge kind of deal. Well, yeah, we'll do a little. We'll do a play, and I'll give right. you a challenge level depending upon the stakes. If you want, really, if you want to know where all the officers are and figure out where the uh, where the uh, powder magazine is stored and um, figure out the the guard routine and all that, could you divide that's it? Raise the stakes. Could if you, you divide just want to know a general idea where people are and how to get in? That's going to lower the stakes. Could you divide it into something like 
you know, narrative is this, card bonus is this, and then, like, super narrative plus card or, like, double card bonus would be, like, three or something like that, or, like, super big, like, four or something like that? Would that be, like, a way to think about it? Um, well, it depends, because all, all I have is three cards to play. Right, okay. three cards, so that's right, all the breakdown it. I have. Uh-huh. Um, and I can't impose... Um, caches on until the stakes have been won, okay. unless I have other caches, Reserve, which I do, yeah. like opposition caches. So that would come up, I'd say I'm putting a cache on this, which would let him decide whether he wants to play better cards. Okay, got it. Alright, so I have an idea then. I will do, um, I would like to know, I want to go for the, I want to go whole hog okay. for everything, so I want to know where officers are located, where... So you want to be able to draw a detailed map of this place? Yes. Okay? And identify where the officers are, where their equipment is, and and a rough idea of the guard plan. Um, That's going to be a three-card play for sure. Okay. And also, like, who they are. Like, are these soldiers turned traitor? Are they pirates? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, use the cash for storming castles. Because we have that from our background, other than the rep spot. I'll say that you can use it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So you're not exactly storming a castle, but you're getting We're ready getting to. We're getting ready to. That was, that was your plan at the beginning, <laughs> yeah. storming that first castle. Do <laughs> you actually get to do that this time? So it would be... <laughs> I propose to yeah, do I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to be trying something with <laughs> like the two, so I've laid my three cards here. Oh, by the way, do you want I will go ahead and lay the cash there as well. Yep, put your cash out. So I'm going to I'm gonna play an opposition cash. It's my last one. I've played one already. Okay. Um, I'm playing three cards. Oh, wait. We didn't figure out the stakes. Okay. Um, you get all that stuff. Yeah. And... Um, and you have that map to act on. That will be the key thing. It will give you a huge narrative advantage in this. Okay. Um, if you win, I will also restore that, um, recharge the Storming a Castle. Okay. Okay. Because you've done all this homework. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you lose, they get you it. are captured. Okay. <laughs> and that becomes... And they're on alert, so it's harder for us yeah, to get in. Subdued and captured, and you're... Um, and then we have to break you out. That becomes part of the complication. Okay. Um, and they realize that you guys are here. Okay. Good. Fair enough? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, that. And I get a cash. Oh, you played a joker. Ah. <laughs> That's done. Automatic. Uh, you play Joker, you get automatic victory. The only way that um, it would be in question is if I also played a Joker. Yeah. Um, and then, oddly enough, we have to figure out a way that even though we can't meet the stakes um, by the letter, we have to come up with a way that, in spirit, both stakes are still true. Okay. That's the intention of when there's a tie of Jokers. Yeah. Um, so, you with Joker, you get the best possible success. She's gone a surprisingly short time. Yeah. She comes back with this, like, actually having stolen... Some, He's got colors. Some, 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 some plans of the fortress that were here when it was taken over, but have been noted, annotated by the people that have taken it over. I found this thing called the Marauder's Map. <laughs> um, awesome. the, the current occupants are Children of the Dark. Okay. They have a cadre of officers that are stationed in the large hall on the ground floor. There are a number of kin prisoners in the basement. What are kin? The basement levels. You are, kin. You are kin. Okay, all right. Um, the uh, guns are well manned by a crew um, that are on constant watch 
came one level down from the roof. Um, you have no idea where the ships are, but you're understanding from from uh, what you were able to observe. The, the kin speak um, a language that nobody understands, yeah. so you couldn't really eavesdrop on them. Uh, sorry, I'm not the kin. The children speak a language that nobody understands. Um, so you weren't really able to eavesdrop on them, but you get the impression from the gear you saw and from some charts that you got to look at that there's a, quite a few of them have manned the ships that were here. Um, and you even got um, a look at sort of defenses that they've set up. It's clear that they're trying to make the place look empty. Yeah. Now, do I have a clear idea roughly about how many members of the Dark Young are... The Dark Young. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would suck if they were all Dark Young. Yeah, that um, would we be. <laughs> there, are, there, there are probably 50 of them here. Okay. Um, plus whatever has been dispatched on those, on those ships. Okay, all right. So it's quite a sizable force. I've got a plan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because your plans have gone so well. This one did. This was barely your plan. This was his plan. This is phase one of my plan. Well, we... we phase one of my plan is his plan. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. Yeah. So this is, phase, this is phase two of part A. Yep. Right. So Petty, we take the fort. Yeah. yeah. So Petty bickering. The way we take the fort is we're going to sneak down to where they keep the prisoners, and we're going to organize a prison break, and we can arm the kin that they've taken prisoner... And take over the fort that way. So the, the map, the, the floor plan that you absconded with, actually shows that there's a downside watchtower. And in a lot of islands, they'll build um, structures on the bottom of the islands because there's just not a lot of space yeah. for real estate. So they'll build structures into the bottom of the island, carve them out of the rock or bolt them in place or whatever. But in a, in a strategic sense, um, fortifications need someone to be able to see what's below because you don't want the enemy coming at you from underneath from where you can't see. Right, right, right. So they'll sometimes put even cannon batteries and other kinds of weapons or even just kinetic things that they can roll rollers over the side and drop on enemy ships, but they'll also put watchtowers down there. And according to your um, chart, your blueprint, there is a uh, circular staircase that goes down to a small observation point on the underside of the island and it goes right up in the basement of the fortress. Okay. Now, right. presumably it's guarded or has, a, you know, strong doors or something, but it's there. Prison Riot's good, but one change that I would suggest, uh, although a very smart idea, I think that there's a chance for it to be too loud. It's not that I'm worried about them ringing the alarm bells during us shooting them and fighting them because that's going to happen. Uh, it's more that I'm worried that there's going to be a lot you can see from the outside. You know what I mean? That's why I was really worried about concealment because I imagine sound isn't going to carry so well. <laughs> uh, is that like fair to assume? Carry well where? Like, outs- like, you know, in the floating nether of the sort of in-between. Uh, it carries like sound through the sky. Yeah, okay. If there's some heavy fog, it'll carry well. Yeah. So how, how will the sound carry right? Right now. There, well, there's almost a constant wind. There's always a constant wind going okay. up, and it, and it, when we stand near the shore, it makes a bit of a howl. So, Not I well. think cannon fire will be heard. Yeah, okay. At some distance. Yeah. Okay, but, but, so, inside, but if we're inside, if you're inside, three prisoners and just fighting in hand to hand combat. It's not like they're firing cannons at us. Right. It's not like they're firing cannons at us. Right. No, I, I got that. I got that. But there, he said that there are guys, you know, stationed on the cannons outside. No, they're they're stationed one level below, so that. Because they're supposed to make it look abandoned. Uh, so they run up and, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, so, so one of them has a flare gun that says, help us, save us. So basically what I'm saying is, well, he, they're, Prison they're inside. inside. They're let, inside. Yeah, no, let me finish. Prison Riot, good, but I want somebody to go and I want someone to pick those people off at the side. So two groups, essentially. One, one from above and one from below? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Can I also, like, go ahead and you were going to say something. I, I would also like to add something to this. What were you going to say? I don't remember. Probably not anything important. <laughs> Top row, right? Listen, we want blood. There's a lot more of them than there are us. Which rescue is, let's make the rescue of the, of the kin. I guess top priority. If things get hot, maybe we could have the, the boat down there. If we can get away with these men and get back to the ship, like as far as I'm concerned, like that death of the crewmen, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been something. It's, it's, it bought something. You know what I mean? It wasn't a wasted life. We, just, we may just need to rescue these guys and and well, and well, if we succeed in in taking the fort, then we can just you know device. sit sit on the fort and use the fort's cannons to shoot any yeah the ships when they come back. You you realize that you are um, because you were sent here to take over command of the fort that because the fort is uncommanded right now at least by the guild that th- this is your fort to win or lose. Oh, okay, so so. We're in it to win it. Yep. Two team? We can flip two teams? We still got the big ship. If we want more people, well, we pretty much got all the Marines. Yeah. We, 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 have, have, we have all the all the ground troops. We, Remember, I, this I think, is a game of, of high action and, yep. and, and hero, powerful heroes taking on uh, crazy odds. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the way the mechanics work, you can't unbalance it. So I could say there's 10,000 of them here. Yeah. But if you come up with a plan, the most cards I can play is three. Yeah. So, right, oh, yeah, I, I got so you don't have to worry too much in the terms all of right. more so traditional role-playing I say we... We, we we don't sweat the the details. We we storm in. We free the prisoners. Ah, Let's back to form. Okay. I don't know. What's not storm? Not, not storm. We sneak, we sneak in, free the prisoners, and then commence who's coming, storming. Who's coming from below? Uh, so below is the team to free the prisoners. The A team, obviously. Free the prisoners. Team you get there first. Yeah. Okay. So you guys do free the prisoners. I'll pick the people. So you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to be taken down there and dropped off by this by the skiff. Yeah. Yep. And then presumably the skiff's gonna go back off, go back up and drop people on the roof. Yep. Or I could zip line up. Is that the sequence? Do you want which sequence do you want? Yeah, I like. Yeah, that's sequence. good. That's a fine sequence. Okay. So let's make two plays. We're gonna have an assault on the roof is one play. We're gonna assault below is another play. Um, who's gonna? You guys going on the below? Or you going on the roof? I think the no, reason. you you free the prisoners because you're sneaky. I'm sneaky, but I'm down in my hand too. Oh, uh, that that the, the map cut cost. Okay. Did you do potential or to do that? I I, yeah, I use uh, pretty much potential. Yeah. Well, no, which which um, I, the big band like not my not to use potential. I used so you should uh, you should recover those immediately. Okay. Yeah, okay. if it's not potential, it's potential that, like you, a, that you don't. Okay. See. And you can see why like in a situation like this. Harboring your potential is important because right, you, right. you don't have any to use later. I've lost one. All right, let's see. Well, it's a damage, remember? Let's see. Which way did she go? Uh, okay, and it also informs like what kind of decisions yep. I'm going to be making in the future. Yep. So I can. I so can, can you see? Not anymore. All right. All right. So I can go for the prisoners, but it'll be loud. We're divided. Yeah. But see, we divide. If we're dividing, I mean, they're going to be spent both ways. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I just I mean, want you, to you, you got to realize that your characters are, are 
trained in this sort of thing. Yeah, and no. You can sneak. You're just not super good at it. The things on your I, I just mean that the ability I'm going to use is kind right. of The things on your character sheet are what you're awesome at. And oh. everything else is just... Actually, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Uh, I'm... I could just use like a knife in the back as a skill. That sounds like something perfectly. Stupid. That sounds sneaky. That sounds like assassinating people and sneaking around. Yeah, I can. I can totally for the person. So you two are coming from below, and you're coming from above, or not? Yeah, I'm above. Okay. So, okay. so which is going to be dropped off first? I think we agreed the below people. Okay. I mean, so they, we could do a simultaneous thing. You know, skiff goes to the roof, and then we zip line down. Well, you, you have to go around the island to get. Okay. One, to one of us has to leave the boat before the other of us. Yeah. Got it. That's fine. So you look. Can, you back I, into can the I just follow my route back the way I came, and I can totally avoid the boat? You could if you want to. You're not going to take them. You're not going to. You're going to do this alone, or are you going to take some people with you? A good point. I would like to have a few people. I'm not that good. So. <laughs> Okay, so we'll, we'll go with the original plan. Okay, so the, you board the skiff, it launches, goes down below the island. As you come under the, the exposed rock of the underside, you see a small tower that's actually suspended. I guess it wouldn't be a tower or a big drop tower. Yeah, yeah. Um, suspended from below what would presumably be the fortress above. Um, as you approach, you actually see it's kind of... Uh, open column so you can see the observation post. You see uh, a person recognize your, or see your vessel and actually bolt up this spiral staircase presumably to sound a warning. Okay, so you shoot the grapple. I'm going to go get it. Uh, and you zip after Actually, wait. Uh, would he have a chance to shoot him first? Or she would? Uh, I was going up top. She could. Do you uh, want to shoot him? Well, that's loud. That's loud. I mean, we you are under the island. Him getting to the alarm bells are, is also loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I will shoot. Um, I'm going to stay with that gun and your ability that it doesn't even require a play. Okay. Um, boom! Falls over, and you see him tumble off the side of the watchtower and down. Will helps. All right. Down. Let's. Go, go, go before somebody hears that. Yep, let's go. Okay, so you guys do your... Uh, yeah, let's do our play. Yep. Uh, get on board, uh, get on um, to the island, uh, to the tower, and start up the staircase. Okay. The skiff goes, retraces its track, goes up over the island, yeah. and it's now really high, coming down towards, perfectly vertically down towards the roof of the um, tower. Yeah. For dramatic purposes, you're coming up as you're coming down, perfectly timed, uh, we're cutting back and forth between the two of them. You guys are headed up the stair. You come to a heavy metal door barring your access. Okay. Uh... Bree, you're on. <laughs> yeah. Yo. It's clobbering time. I'm an unstoppable force. What can I say? Uh, I'm just figuring out what cards to use. Oh, uh, by the way, in terms, of, use, in terms of cash, you use your potential. So I am going to use my potential. In terms of cash, you should use okay. the uh, because there's no reason to make a play. The crew it's not anything when you fail to rip the door. Take the guys top, right? yep. and we'll use um, the storm castle. You're going to use your powers to do it. Yep. Yep. Nice. So Sounds you great. Power up, and you call up the energy of the stone, and you just rip this. You, you got options. You are uh, an ore user. You have uh, stone work. You could just sure. cause the door to like change shape and walk through. It's a lot quieter. Then ripping it off its hinges, but maybe you got some aggressions to <laughs> How subtle are you feeling? Because metal, metal is just true. Right? It's true. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like 
not like rip it off its hinges. I'm gonna like bend like okay. a hole through it. So you just, your hands just sink into the metal mm-hmm. um, using your ore power, and you just pull it apart like uh, it's melted plastic. Yep. Uh, it, it, it makes a weird kind of screaming sound, but it's not very loud. Um, and then you guys can step through the hole you made. Okay. But you need to discard yep. a card. Discarding a potential. There you go. Um, and now you're continuing up. Yep. So you've landed on the, the, the roof. Yes. Um, you think that there are gun crews right below Some you. Some more water. How do you want to deal with their presence? <laughs> okay. I'm just trying. So... No one's on the roof. The guns are there. But I, right. I you can tell that they're, they're loaded, that there's equipment here for reloading them. Um, you can tell that they've been maintained. There's, you know, they got those wooden forks in the end that keep it dry and little covers over yeah. the over the, the match hole so that they are ready to fire despite the dank. So weather. I'm thinking this. There's a lot of gunpowder around there, right? Mm-hmm. So what I There's a dozen kegs of it. <laughs> Subtlety. I, <laughs> sometimes no, 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 I blow it up. I'm uh, just, if it was a video game, they would be bright red. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying the word subtlety because I like, I like how it sounds. I need to bring the roof down on top of the men there, which would totally if the ships come back. But we'll, 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 we'll burn that bridge when we. You get do whatever you want. We're burning bridges here. Or if I could, if we spread the gunpowder out. Like, or at least took a keg and like around the places where like say they heard a noise and they, they rush up there or like a ship fire. I tell my brother had the ship fire a cannon in okay. the distance that, uh, so if these men run up here, you apply a fire, a flame spark to the gunpowder. It's either going to aid blind them, give them a big disadvantage or maybe even catch them on fire. Like, okay. Like, so you have, you tell me what you want to do. So I just will use the gunpowder not to destroy the cannons, but okay. to booby trap the area. So, so you put gunpowder all over the place. It can't, it, it won't be too long before it gets all wet and won't work, but it, you'll have a little time to, to light it off. Uh, if, if they're coming after me, then the can can be, like, that aids you guys even more. Okay, do you want to make a line of gunpowder to the pile of powder kegs in the corner? Uh, not enough to do We don't, we don't want to wreck the fort. We, we want to gain yeah, I don't want to wreck the fort. Wreck so, the fort. so here we're going to do, we're going to make a, a collective play. Okay. Where you all are going to contribute like we did earlier in the session. Okay. Um, telling you how it is you now take the fort. Right? Because you position yourselves. Yep. You're, you're getting ready to go past the door and, and rescue the prisoners. Um, and then make an assault on the people that are here, on the children in the dark, and you're going to call out these chum them out and then, and then and then um, subdue them or fight them down. So, um, what do you want to do for your contribution? Uh, I'm gonna, you know, just make a, a beeline for where the prisoners are stored. Uh, clobber some guards unconscious. Grab the keys. You know, keys. <laughs> They're probably behind metal bars. Yeah, that's probably true. You, you can make keys out of the bars. To, yeah, even if you don't need to use potential, Yeah, <laughs> true enough. Uh, I mean, you're probably leaving a trail of ceiling behind you as you go. <laughs> okay, so you're going to 
cooperating guards. Cooperating guards tear the bars off off it. Cooperating guards tear the bars off their off its hinges. Uh, free the prisoners. Arm the prisoners. Um, yeah. Head, head for the armory. Cooperating guards guard the armory. Uh, I'm gonna sneak up behind guards, and then the camera's gonna pan away from me in very PG fashion as I take them out. Okay, so you're just gonna work your way slaughtering yeah. guards as you go. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, I'm back, and you're gonna. Uh, oh, lead these parts. guys out. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, oh, yeah, those are my guys. Subdue them. So, my question is do you want to subdue or do you want to kill? There's so many of them. Can we just have the miscellaneous PG, like, they're dealt with, they're probably sure. dead, but, like, well, but we're not say... Is, do you want them, like, do you want them all in a cell at the end that you now have to deal with, or do you want them actually, like. Out of the picture? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I'm kind of out of the. We picture. can't interrogate them. Can't. Well, if you look at the simple numbers, there's still more of them than us right now. At least at this point. But you guys got knights. Yeah. You're essentially superheroes. Yeah. Whatever. We'll we'll let's take them alive. We'll make uh, it sure. Uh, we'll, okay, we make it part of the stakes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the logistics of like subduing fifty people become part of the play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, their bodies are going to die when we blow up. I mean, you ship. can imagine. <laughs> there's lots of sword fighting. Some of them may die of their injuries. Knock some unconscious. Yeah, yeah, shoot yeah. some. A lot of hand to hand fighting with the individual crew members that you brought with you. Yeah. Right. Sounds good. So that's so the whole place. All of a sudden, erupts into a top-to-bottom yep. fight. Yep. Uh, there's yelling and screaming and spells going on, magical powers going off, oh, guns firing, um, and there's a, a close-quarters pitched battle. Okay. Uh, side note: So I want to use two caches on this. I want to use one. So can we use multiple caches for multiple players? Uh, each players can individual. Okay. Each good. Player so can use one. I was uh, I told him earlier that he would use that he could use the dealing with crew because he's got the crew for backup okay. and he's leading sort of more. Frontal assault. Okay. So that would be his. Um, and then one of us can you uh, can use the storming castles. Uh, you know the second bout of that. Um, is there a way we can do like whoever has the lower result or no? Well, this is the collective cash, right? Uh-huh. So um, we won't know until everyone reveals. Okay. And uh, as long as one of you can beat me, you'll get your stakes. Okay. Rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. Who gets the cash? You can take it. Uh, and we so also spend your own cash too. I mean, we're getting near yeah. the end of the story. If you yep. get cash, you want to spend. Yeah, that's fair enough. So, um, so actually, you take it, and I'll take. I'll no, take. If you succeed, yeah. okay. if you succeed, yeah. you take the fortress. Mm-hmm. And subdue everybody. Mm-hmm. You have them locked up or tied up or, or, or barricaded in rooms, or they're so injured they can't yeah. they can't fight back. Yep. Yep. Um, and there won't be a lot of dead. It'll be PG. Dead. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I say it's PG is because like I keep getting like sort of you know like but like you said, Ghibli vibes from this and. <laughs> whatever, sure, sure. whatever I'm like playing like, sort of a lighthearted game and then it evolves into so you're you're going in the fortress I jam a dagger in the guy's neck like it's always really weird to me no problem in fact that's how I envision the story yeah um I'm gonna okay, uh if you win, you take the fortress. You should do them all. That yep. seems like a lot. You've taken the fortress. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. That, 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 that is a lot. I'm fine with that. Being being doing so doing them attacks on what would up this ante a little more. So it's a three card play. Yep. Um, I am going to play a plot cash with it. Oh boy. So you've got some cards coming at you. Yeah. If you fail, injuries. If you fail, um, you will each take a minor wound. Okay. And if you. Um, and you guys will be captured. Maybe up the wound. Well, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. So if you take a minor wound, uh, you are captured, and because you are knights, 
they troll you off to one of the ships and take you into the dark. Oh man. And okay. Scenario, Bad end. And the scenario will end there. <laughs> Bad okay. end, yeah. And, Sounds good. So, yeah. so theoretically, like, if this were a continuing storyline, the next, next session would have to begin Con, with, with next Gen Con, we'd be like, so what happens to the yeah. prisoners? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we get taken to some way, some godforsaken island. And yeah. Have to yeah. Break well, out as far as you know, no knights have ever been to Dark. the home of the yeah. children. So, or at least none have come back from the home of the children. Okay. Um, so there's my cards. I'm yep. spending a cash. Can I use two cash as the crew? Uh, you can only use one cash ever um, per per, per plan. Yeah, but per you can plan to crown. So if you have cards that that you can crown with, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. You don't want to see me angry. Okay. So we I'm, I'm actually going to. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yep. yep. So I got that, and then I crown. Oh my god. Uh, I told you you didn't need to give me a cash. Uh, Joker. Okay. Uh, right. So no, I, 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 was, good. I was gonna play a cash, so that cash is gone. Um, and I would have they're defending themselves. Ooh, so I, I, I still would have won. Oh never mind. I would have gotten to do that. Yeah, I would have won. Uh, so just for the sake of understanding the mechanics, right? So that's twenty seven thirty five. You would have beat me. You would have had a what? 29, maybe? 29, and you would have had... Uh, 27. Okay, but you played a Joker, uh, which is a perfect time to do so. Yeah, yeah that's this really... This really this seemed like the stakes were high That's enough. really so narratively the Joker So this is, this is the scene where you're like, one, two, three, go, and then it's the aftermath, yeah. right? Uh, there's blood on the walls, there's... Which we're, we're tying the last lives. of the children into the inch up and put them in a cell. Slamming the door on them. <laughs> Can I just say that? It's like really funny referring to them as children. We're tying the children up and throwing them in the cell. Yep. I think it's kind of creepy. I sort of like the way that comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're talking about oh, the last session. They were like, I killed the child. I, I chased the child and beat him. And I, chased him. <laughs> I shoot the child. Oh, um, so you end up. Um, Commanders of the Fortress. We have it uh, Part A of, of the plan to retake Downstone is complete. Okay. All right. A plus. Uh, let me draw back up here. Yep. Now, I just spent my potential, so I do not refresh those. Yeah, you guys, are, if you've spent potential as part of this, it had enough time to pass. Yep, I didn't. You'll get one back. Oh, uh, well, I, I can't have more than, right, I can't have more than five. Yeah. Well, I'll take, uh, I got one back. You'll get one card back for your potential if you've spent any. I'm still injured. You're so still in the, you're still in the dark, in the Twilight Frontier, so you should have five potential cards if you haven't spent any. Okay. Oh, okay, so I do actually get one more potential. So, so we are cards. expecting two ships to come back? You're probably? expecting at least one. Yeah. Um, at least the ship that, that was there before. You have control of the fortress, um, and, and it turns out this is the first time you've actually ever met children in the dark. You've studied them. You've been told about what the guild knows. Um, you may have seen one that was a prisoner at some point as part of an operation, but this is the first time you've actually come like face seen face, face up, yeah. and interacted with them. Um, the turns out that their language actually seems to share some kind of root with the language of kin speak. The different nations of the kin all speak the same language with really diverse dialects. Mm-hmm. It's part of the backstory. Um, like Spanish, kind of? Like how there's a million different versions of Spanish? Yeah, but, but probably... Mark Latin and... A little harder to, to understand. You can Oh, so like Spanish and Italian. Yeah, you can pigeon your way through between even the most diverse kin languages. It's Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But you can't really pigeon... 
with this, you just catch enough words and do some pantomiming that you yeah. can interrogate your way to the idea that the knights that were here were taken prisoner and that ship left. They were carted off. Okay. The other ship is sort of patrolling and is due back. Okay. okay. So you're expecting one ship. All right, so update, update our yeah. crew on our ship. Okay. So, so uh... I guess I start putting the people we free to start manning the cannons and, like, start watching for when the new ship comes in. Okay. Sorry. It would work for them. Why don't we act like shit's not happened yet? Why don't we boot track the dock? When they pull in, then, like, I have powder pegs, it takes down or explode, and then the ship comes out and then broadsides it. Good idea. Yeah, it's a good thing that... um, yeah, you didn't blow up the yeah. floor, right? Yeah. So you've got you now have quite a few people because you have the survivors of the garrison. Oh, yeah. so just you're, the you're, you're pushing a hundred people. We so. are we are putting somebody on the watchtower down below. And you're what? We're putting somebody on the watchtower that he shot somebody out of earlier. Okay. So that they don't use the same trick. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that they don't use the same trick that we did. But they're hiding so that they're not seen. Yeah, yeah exactly. So and like maybe everybody you, else is like the same uh, as the children were doing. Uh, like no, yeah, they, they're also where they can guys. rush to the guns, but okay. not like visible. Right. So, so you're going to set up. Now, by the way, how of, different do the children look than the kid? They are um, similar. They're taller. I think I got a picture of one of them. Uh, at least a, a sketch. It's not a dumb, dumb image yet. But. So here's the kin. Oh, um, I see. And so the children, kind of drowy. The, the children, they're actually Jem'Hadar in my imagination, uh, right? They're taller, they're gaunt, more gaunt, they're bright pale, they're like bright white pales. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they are... I really like this art style. Yeah, they would, they would be... Um, if it wasn't blasphemous to say that they were related to the kin somehow, yeah. um, you would assume that they were. They're just uh, quite a bit taller and, yeah. and leaner. Huh, okay. Cool. Much more um, kind of wild, a little more feral. Right, okay, that makes sense. Well, I guess I should leave those out. Okay. Um, yeah, so now I guess we just do the vice plan. Um, in so what's, what's the, what's the, uh, the movie track that you want to Oh, set? the movie track? Um we just everything's normal. We let them pull in. We well, let them. Get, well, no, get, the, what we you were doing the powder, at the we docks. got some powder kegs. Okay. Oh. Slow them down on the dock. So like, you're gonna you're gonna uh, put all the powder kegs. That, uh, like, not all, but oh, you're not the powder kegs like the bottom of the dock or something, so yeah. you can't see them. So we can just blow them, yeah. Okay. And um, I may have even like I hate to put so much emphasis on me pulling off a shot with that rifle, fine. but I mean. So you'll be on the roof. Boom. Yep. Okay. You ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean two? Yeah. That'll work. All right. Um, the rest of you will be inside ready to respond. Uh, what I'm going to do is actually I'm going to be going down with him. I'm going to be hiding there. Okay. Uh, so you can board the ship? So Yeah, so I can board the ship and use wind magic because shit, we are dealing with a ship. I imagine wind magic perfect. is probably yep. good. So I'll, I'll be uh, with the... The free, uh, so all my good cards are magic cards. All right, uh, so let's actually know there. What skills are you going to use um, for planting the bombs? Planting bombs. Planting bombs. It doesn't have to be about planting a bomb. It can be about tricking an opponent or, or being sneaky. It can be about, um, or it can be even it can even be engineering. Like where do you plant them? It could be about sailing ships. Like what what way would it damage the ship most readily? Um, 
What's spark mean, by the way, under ancestry? Spark is your ancestry. You you are from from the original uh, ancestral lineage, known as the spark. How do I how do I use that? That's your cast. Okay. And you can only use it when you're using your spark magic, your your arc magic. So when you're using those, okay, sweet. So what I will do then? I kind of like the sound of this, man. So like. I will use either, I will do sail sail, and I will, uh, like, I know where the ship would go and okay. all that, but I've also been so on top. you're basing this on where the ship will be placed when it docks. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so um, that'd be like a two card, possibly, or? Yeah, so the, what I'd like to do is make this a um, single play with some help, some teamwork. So either you're going to be the featured You'll be the primary, it's called, yeah. um, in setting the bomb, or you'll be the primary in boarding the ship. Okay. So you guys can, without revealing which cards you have, you can say, well, I've got three cards that I can play, and, I, and I'm pretty strong in it at the moment. I have three or cards you, that I'm really you, strong in. You have to figure out which one is going to be the helper yeah. and which one is going to be the, the primary. I have three cards that I'm really strong in and no support cards. Uh, better. So if you have a two or a three in the in in sail 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 your boat, I don't have any of those cards that okay. would apply to sail 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 your boat. Okay, well we'll assume the bombs are being set. Okay. Apparently. Do you have any help? Any teamwork cards that you want to? Nah, play? I'll leave uh, somebody else to take point on this one. Right now, I'm feeling like this is um, a two card play because right. you've got a bomb. If you didn't have a bomb and you were just going to board the ship, yeah. let's say it was a three-card play. But you're going to stun them and probably kill a bunch of them first with an explosion. Yeah. And if the ship doesn't just fall out of the sky, yeah. they're going to be wounded enough that your surprise attack yeah, is going to finish them off. So yeah. I'll call it a two-card play unless you want particularly high stakes. I'm going to throw a cash, and with this, too, I'm using Well, you're, you're, the, you're, you're, you're helping, so okay. you can't play the cash. He has to play the cash. Yeah, I'm going to play cash, though. I'm going to use... Um, Never used the dealing movies. I'll use one of my personal casters. I'll use Arcane Minutia. I don't think I've used that yet. Okay, so how are you going to apply Arcane Minutia to? Uh, I am doing uh, wind magic that will necessarily uh, that will especially mess them up. So it will capitalize on the force of the bomb, uh, capitalize on the sort of expulsion. Okay, you're going to motion basically you shock the ship off accelerant on the bomb. Yeah. Okay. So that's my cast. I'll buy that. Yeah. Um, Play. What stakes do you want? Um, we win, we blow the ship. Uh, do you want the ship to fall out of the sky, or do you want to capture take, it? Take capture? I want to capture it. Okay. Let's capture it. Do you want to capture the, the kid? I, I, don't, the of the dark. I don't care too much about the children of the dark on the board. Okay. So, uh, but you don't really want them to get away. You want to like to, I'd like to eliminate them as a threat. Yes, I okay. would like them neutralized. Uh, would you like to gain some intelligence that you can bring back to the guild? Would you like to? Um, I recover, don't. I recover, don't. Uh, on the strange artifacts that they have. Mm. Would you like to? These are all things that can bring the stakes. Okay. Up. Okay. How about uh, like to do this with particular flare and flash? Yeah. To yeah, yeah. People How about like down. on the ship that they've been, you know, roving around? They have. Uh, something that they used to take the fort in the first place. Okay. Because obviously the Children of the Dark could right. have taken it through honorary. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> whatever thing that so they, they have. Used, they have their own relic. They have yes. another artifact of the Masters that you would like to recover. Yes. yes. Whatever thing that they that used to take the fort. That will move it up to a three card challenge. Mm. 
Okay. Also, just on a side note, can I say that because my character is kind of a bumbling asshole, uh, he's just very barely succeeding in all of this? Well, that may happen anyway. <laughs> right? Okay. So, but, but to have that artifact on board and to capture that artifact makes it a three-card challenge. So you can decide whether you want to negotiate that back down or not. Uh, I have a strong hand. Playing setting to a plot catch. Yeah, I figured. So it's going to be my four versus your four, and if you have a Joker, I'm going to cry. Uh, well, what happens if I if I lose? Well, that's the six you have to yeah. Yeah. If you lose, um, if I lose on the three, and if I lose on the two, I'm going to say if you lose, the ship can, is going to get away. And probably with me. Do you want that? Yeah. Okay, it's back down to a two card challenge. Then. I'll okay. take that. So yeah, they take him prisoner. And they take him prisoner, where, and that's and where right away tackling into the. Ends. Yeah, but here's part of the scenario ends. Yeah, and you guys take the forward and have to report that you lost him. You lost Wild Knights to the opposite. And there will be much rejoicing. So basically, good at anyway. <laughs> um, you ready? Yep. Yeah. Three. So you got a question? I'm just screwed. I'm not making a play on this. Right. right. You just you assisted, you assisted narratively with the bomb. It would have been a three card challenge without your bomb. But yeah. your bomb brings it down to brought it down to a two card challenge. Then he bumped it back up to a three, but then back down to a two by yeah. sacrificing himself. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I have king jack king well, ten. So you got thirty. Uh, thirty five. My crown. I've got twenty. Here's my uh, my cash is only a three. So I have. They're defending 41. themselves. So I'm going to crown. Had that been a joker, I would have. Yep. Thirty three versus forty one. But you win. Okay, so the ship, the ship comes out of the dark. You're hiding there in the bushes. You got your your bead on your on your uh, your makeshift bomb. You've got everyone ready to charge out and mop up. Um, the the boat lands. Someone goes to tie it off. You pull the trigger. There's a huge explosion. Once this the, the smoke and flames are still uh, roiling around when you charge aboard. Um, there's a bloody sword and pistol fight. Uh, you kill some officers, and pretty soon you've got everybody standing in the bow. What is your potential? Wind? My potential is wind. Yeah, you're just... Force buzz. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're slapping them around the deck, knocking them stupid, pushing them down into the cargo hold where you've subdued them. You take the vessel. It's, it's listing badly to port. You tie it to the dock. You can start repairs on it if you want. Um, your ship had, was positioned to come in and, and, and provide support. Yeah. They didn't even need to. Yeah. They're covering the crew with their guns. All of the people that you liberated are happy to make prisoners out of the children in the dark. They bind them up, store, put them down in the basement, um, and uh, presumably you'll send one of them, the ships off, off to, with yeah. the prisoners and with message to the guild to say, hey, we've taken, retaken the fort, or the fort was taken, we've retaken it. Presumably the other knights have been taken off to the, to, yeah. to the dark. Here are some prisoners for interrogation. And here's all the intel we gathered oh God, from the yeah. fort, which in itself is probably um, worth your next blaze of rank. Yeah. yeah. So um, you guys will be job well done. When you when you are relieved, because you're only the temporary. Yeah, we're temporary. Relieved, when yeah. you are relieved and return to uh, guild headquarters, you will be given your next blaze of rank. It will be called um, uh, restoring downstone. So you have actually uh, earned your next up. your next level of, of rank as knights in the guild. Um, and uh, that would be recorded as a campaign. You record that in your character sheet. Yeah. You can take some caches away with this, um, and you have a standing record of the, of the history back on your character. So that's upwind. 
And that's down home, or sorry, uh, down, uh, holding down yeah. the fort. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Cool. Me, Jeff. This is awesome. Great. Uh, really good. A good time. It's, you know, it's, you've got this element, you've got this gumshoe spin, the element yeah. tied in with the randomness of mm-hmm. dice, so yeah, to speak, yeah, yeah. and I like, yeah. like, you're hitting on it all. I, I, I really like how the card system encourages you to use different abilities at a lot of different times. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot like, of, like, mini-games kind of. I really like, 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 lot, yeah. like, a lot of RPGs like, okay, I do this thing over and over again. It's like, oh, well, well sometimes, yeah, yeah. Some, like, sometimes I'm gonna, you know, be the machine guy, sometimes I'm gonna be the gentle giant guy. It's also super, like, pleasurably mixed with narration. So, like, uh, one of my friends is, like, eternal complaints with the uh, most, like, uh, 